Um, hey, this is Ross Bain with Role Playing Ball Radio. We're playing Delta Green here uh, at Gen Con 2018 uh, with Adam Scott Glancy running the game. I do not know the name of the scenario, though. Well, right now, the scenario um, uh, has the name uh, The Gorgon Incident. But oh, uh, we'll, oh, good. That's we'll, a I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure you're going to be fine. Um, I really shouldn't have told you the name of it at all, but um, this scenario does start with a certain amount of pre-knowledge on the parts of the characters. Okay? Uh, do you want me to explain anything? Or do you want to yes. Okay. Oh, or whatever order you want. Uh, let, me, let me set the yeah, let's do, set. Let's set the cast first, yeah. Let me, let me set up what okay. we'll do with the cast. Because the setup is, some of the setup is about the cast. Mm-hmm. The year is 1932. The uh, date is April, let's see here, I believe it's the 25th, let's see here, yeah, April 25th, 1932, sorry, not 23, okay, the incident, there's a lot of back information that takes place during 1932, oh, I see, right now the year is 1932, you guys are going to be in Boston. You people work for the P4 division of the Office of Naval Intelligence. And if I can, and after all the lovely whiskey you fed me earlier, <laughs> if I can remember what P4 stands for, that'll be fantastic. And I believe it's the Paranormal and Psychic, uh, Paranormal, Preternatural and Psychic Phenomena Division of the Office of Naval Intelligence. P4, yeah. <laughs> you guys are essentially Delta Green before there's Delta Green. Because Delta Green doesn't happen until 1942, uh, once the war with Germany, Nazi Germany starts. However, what has happened is Innsmouth. Mm-hmm. Innsmouth oh, happened yeah, right. in February of 1928. The United States Navy could not help but notice there are these assholes who live under the ocean, breathe water, <coughs> and can do things to the American naval force that no other force on Earth can do. They can cause untold amount of damage. And so, despite Innsmouth being essentially covered up and all the uh, people shipped off to internment camps and people trying to forget about it, the Navy and Naval Intelligence in particular could not forget that there is a threat to the entire structure of the U.S. Navy. And as far as where all the dollars are going between the two wars, it's the Navy. The Army is rolled back to almost Indian War levels of, of participation. But the real money is in, is, is in the battleships, the aircraft carriers, the submarines. Right? And consequently also the Marine Corps. Uh, as <laughs> they get their tiny sliver. I suspect they got more money per Marine than the Army did. Even though there are probably less Marines wandering around in the 1930s, but they're the ones who get deployed to places like Nicaragua to go chase Sandino around. They're the ones that go to uh, Haiti or the Dominican Republic or do any of the banana wars or any interventions. Uh, while the army stays at home and practices with cardboard tanks until they convince the Japanese that we're completely unprepared to fight a global war and attack us on December the 8th, 1941. Now, you guys are part of the Office of Naval Intelligence, the closest thing that America has to a permanent intelligence agency uh, in this time period. Um, we don't have an OSS. We don't have, we have completely sort of ad hoc amateur organizations through the State Department, the Army, and uh, the Office of Naval Intelligence. A lot of that non-State Department work is actually, during the 20s and 30s, 
organized domestically looking at socialists, communists, and not really doing the job of collecting information that a military might need for a future conflict. The ONI is pretty good. They're not perfect. But... Mm, more lovely booze. <laughs> but you guys are part of P4. P4 is concerned with the idea that there's stuff out there under the water that modern science has not come to, to understand. And it's a threat to the Navy's operations globally. Um, the um, So what has happened is not only has Innsmouth happened, so... The Navy is aware of that. But another incident has happened, or happened prior to Innsmouth. In 1919, um, at the end of World War One, in the Japanese, what would eventually become the Japanese mandate for the uh, uh, Pacific, uh, the island of Kosrae, which is an island that had previously been run by the Germans, the Japanese seized it in 1914. There was an incident on the island of Kosrae where the Japanese garrison died under horrific and mysterious circumstances. Two of you officers have the files on this. That is to say, uh, I believe the, the yeah, uh, I photographer and also the diplomat, who technically speaking is the commanding officer of this unit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, you can't have everything. Um, Damn it! I'm sorry. But um, during that incident, what happened is the Japanese soldiers on that island, including some who were on a ship just offshore, were paralyzed. Uh, the means of paralyzation has the mechanism of how they're paralyzed has never truly been understood, but. It was not a gas. It was not a bacteriological agent, as far as I can tell. So they were all paralyzed? They were all paralyzed, but they did not die. Um, So they could still breathe. Well, if they do breathe, they do. They breathe incredibly slowly. Um, when uh, When their bodies were found by the U.S. Navy, it was believed that they were mummified. They were autopsied, and their internal organs were found to be alive and filled with blood, oxygenated blood, same as their brains. However, cracking open their sternums and opening up their brain pans didn't do them any favors, the same way it wouldn't do a live person any favors. And then those organs began to putrefy and die afterwards. Um... But uh, something like several hundred Japanese sailors were killed on this island. Um, The mechanism for killing them is something that uh, the Navy has referred to as the Gorgon effect. They're not sure how it works, but it appears that just like the myth, looking at something caused them triggered a reaction in their muscles that paralyzed them and hardened them almost to a kind of leathery characteristic. That, uh, that, that they, 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 again, they didn't die, 
they were casual now, and they were caused by other things. But the things that you've gotten from the file is that they, these guys uh, were sort of reduced to a kind of living death. Um, the U.S. Navy has a couple of non-dissected Japanese sailors that they keep probably in the same warehouse that they keep the Ark of the Covenant. Um, or will, since it's only 1933 and the Ark doesn't show up for another three years. But um, uh, they are kept aside uh, with a temp- well, they're actually kept in a, in a hospital where the staff plays movies in front of them and plays music around them in the hopes that somehow some stimuli will actually some stimuli well you know it's like that shrivel them well not that but it just will keep them from going buggo because they're they appear to be there's evidence that was collected in San Costa that suggests that they were aware of their environment they can hear they can see despite being paralyzed it's like those incidences from uh, Awakenings, you know, the movie mm-hmm. that, where that was kind of paralysis is, um, that uh, without any kind of long-term uh, care, uh, constantly keeping them stimulated, even though they can't demonstrate a reaction to the simulation, they will go just absolutely out of their gourds. So, anyways, those fellows are sitting off in a, in a you know, veterans hospital someplace in a ward that nobody's allowed to go to. That incident was 1919. Um, there was some suggestion that the Japanese were investigating the the phenomenon mm-hmm. when it went off in their faces. Perhaps they were investigating it as a possible weapon system. Um, but no one's completely sure. Even you know those 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 reports that you're allowed to have access to are inconclusive. Now, the problem is that last year, it has only just now come to the attention of the Office of Naval Intelligence that last year there were two, there was a death in the city of Boston that appears to be exactly like, well, death. There was an incident in Boston where someone appears to have been exposed to this Gorgon effect and been rendered permanently paralyzed, and then killed during a police autopsy. They do not have an idea of who this was, because no identifying, uh, no identifications were found on the man. Um, but they they believe that this incident was, took place in Boston on December the 8th. Um, it was the culmination of a series of events that, again, had not for whatever reason, and we say, why didn't naval intelligence know this? There's the five of you, six of you guys here who mm-hmm. are in the Office of Naval Intelligence in the Special Division. Naval intelligence is like a hundred guys. I mean, it's it's mind-numbingly small <laughs> during this time period. It's really shockingly small. Um, they're very much reliant on the work of uh, uh, naval attaches in embassies around the world. There's not much in the way of covert operations. There's not much in the way of agent networks being run. Uh, It's incredibly tiny. It's incredibly anemic during the the interwar period. So the idea that this did not get to ONI is not necessarily a matter of any kind of conspiracy, but just this is how long it takes information to filter up. 
Um, I keep hoping that I will have time to write an article for uh, the oath about Grandpa's Google. That is to say, <laughs> the use of clipping services mm-hmm. uh, during this period of time. When you're a player and you want to get information about an event or a type of thing quick, you can't go to the Internet. You go to a professional clipping service, uh, an organization that has people manually reading newspapers from around the world, taking articles out and putting them in files based on what the, the subject matter of the article is to create huge uh, caches of information like weird murders or stock market fluctuations and the beans are nice, as opposed to the turnips or whatever. And they have all this organized, you know, and these... these uh, private companies, and I really love the Bowers beneath Lumley, Brian Lumley. Yes, he does. Them in the Bowers beneath. Yeah. Yes, he does, and uh, it's one of the great sort of player character, stupid player character tricks. Like, why can't we hire private investigators? You know, why do we have to go stick our dicks into every horrible thing that ends up melting our faces off? Why can't we have a uh, you know uh, Sam Spade go do that for us? And when he dies, you know, well, well I guess we're not going to the Penhew Foundation. You know, <laughs> I think we call it the Pinkerton Shield. Yeah, that's fair. Well, uh, you know. well we go there with guns. Um. No, no, no. We convince the cops to go there with guns. That's fair. that's fair. We've 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 sent the police into the meat grinder on more than one occasion, and it's it's. It's not great for police relations. They remember all the guys who didn't come back from the raid. But, you know, on the other <laughs> hand, you're like, we told you, you know. But um, that will be an option in this. You guys are the team. You guys are it. If you're thinking there's some other part of ONI that's working on something really important, you know, no. This is it. It's you guys right now. Um ONI is incredibly small, and P4 is even smaller than that. There's maybe another... 20 people involved. Anyways, you guys are doing the domestic work, and you're going to be coming out of uh, the D.C. area, out of the uh, offices of the Department of the Navy. Um, But uh, basically what you've been able to gather through open source, and going backwards, the first thing that rung the bell were the deaths in the Cabot Museum in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, a, a guard was murdered in the, in the museum, strangled to death, and two intruders died in the museum. They died in front of a mummy case that they were attempting to break into. One of them died from inexplicable reasons. Nobody knows, just a heart attack is what the newspaper said. The other one seemed to fall into a form of paralysis. Now, I'm going back from that incident. That incident was December the 8th. I'm sorry, that's not right. That's December the 1st. December the 1st, those two guys died in front of the mummy case at the Cabin Museum. Um, Going backwards in time, you'll find that there are news, you found there are news stories revealing that uh, a man was arrested in the museum attempting to secrete himself in like a, a closet or whatever and wait until the place was closed after hours. Uh, that happened back in November 26th. Um, there was a, another incident uh, in the month of November 1932 last year. Um, let's see here. Um... Yes, November 18th, uh, somebody had a hysterical fit, a foreigner, uh, a 
man identified in the news reports only as a Highland Peruvian uh, had a, a fit in front of the very same mummy case and had to be hospitalized. Um, there is, uh, let's see here. Uh, in September of 1932, an attempt was made to break into the mummy case using the lockpick, uh, which resulted in an arrest. Uh, and in, let's see here. In fact, two instances in September. Once on September the 2nd and once on September the 9th. Uh, September the 2nd was, uh, uh, well, technically, I guess, the Filipino would be considered an American subject because they're from a, what is an American colony. Mm-hmm. And also, the other fellow, a Hawaiian, was arrested for attempting to cut the glass on the case. Um, this particular exhibit got an enormous amount of attention due to two things. One was reporting from a a newspaper called the Boston Pillar. Uh, uh, A reporter named Stuart Reynolds wrote about the uh, mummy, which had been in the museum since 1870... Let's see here, I think it's nine. Yeah. November 7th, 1879, this particular uh, mummy has been on display at the Cabot Museum. Um, in the spring of 1931, uh, the first new, uh, a news story was actually put out uh, about this mummy that caused a bunch of uh, attention to be drawn to. Um, the reporter's name is Stuart Reynolds. He wrote an article that mixed in a lot of material from... Uh, Lewis Spence. Does anyone know who Lewis Spence is? Lewis Spence was a occultist uh, or a studier of the occult in the 1920s and 30s. Uh, Lewis Spence wrote a book called The Vampire, His Kith and Kin, which is sort of a go-to book on vampires and werewolves even today. Um, Lewis Spence wrote... Uh, he's not quite... Um, God, who is it that wrote Low in the Book of the Damned? Remember. The P. Manley Hall? I think Forbes. Charles Ford. Charles oh, Ford yeah, yeah. Book of the Damned and Low, mm-hmm. which are the big, you know, sort of, again, go-to books on supernatural, preternatural yeah, yeah. phenomena. But Lewis Spence was another one of these guys. Um, so, um, Reynolds' article drew heavily from Spence and Colonel Churchward. Churchward. Uh, Churchward is uh, famous for being the guy who developed the theory of the lost continent of Mu. Oh. Okay. Um, Church Ward? Church Ward, yeah. Now, um, That's not the, basically the article yeah. uh, that was written in 1931 uh, sort of set the stage for this, where it claimed that this mummy, because of how it was found and where it was found, was a survivor of ancient Mu, mm-hmm. kind of like being a survivor from Atlantis. Um, there then followed another publication in the summer of 1931 by an, uh, a magazine called The Occult Review, uh, written by a uh, famous New Orleans uh, occultist or mystic named uh, Etienne Laurent de Marigny. Um, 
I will just tell you his last name, M-A-R-I-G-N-Y, Marmier. Um, this article also drew from some of Churchward sources and mm-hmm. Smith's sources, but also brought in some other sources, including uh, somebody named Von Junst. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. Um, particularly in reference to some of the things, the artifacts that were discovered with the mummy when it was originally brought back to the United States. Or, I'm sorry, did it say where it was found? Yeah. Yeah, it was found on an island uh, in the South Pacific on May 11th, 1878, uh, by the crew of the freighter Peradnas. Uh, bound from Wellington, New Zealand to Valparaiso, Chile. Mm-hmm. Uh, they discovered an island that had been thrust up out of the ocean. It was a new island, or at least it was an uncharted island. Mm-hmm. They recorded its location. They made a landing. They found a collapsed, a partial collapsed structure on the island containing the mummy. They took the mummy and its effects back to the ship uh, and proceeded on. The mummy was eventually purchased on auction and brought to the Cabot Museum through a number of intermediaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, an attempt by um, the curator of the, uh, of the uh, Cabot Museum, a man named uh, Eugene Pickman, uh, failed to locate any island at the coordinates that were previously marked. So the mummy has sort of existed in the museum as a kind of... Um, Curiosity. Yeah, the, it, it's, um, there's been some question about whether or not it's an actual find or whether it's a, a, a perhaps a, a hoax like the Fijian mermaid or something. Uh, clearly, the staff had determined that it was not a taxidermical hoax, mm-hmm. right? Um, it really is a mummy. The chances are it's one of the mummies from the Alamanca Desert in Chile, right? It's a super dry desert in northern Chile mm-hmm. uh, that there are a number of mummy finds that have been found over the years. Um, yes, sir? Do we have a gender on this mummy, or is that at all possible to see? Mm-hmm. It was absolutely a male. All right. Um, but... Um, this is the information that has been gathered going through open sources uh, about this. Um, that this mummy came into the possession of the museum in 1879. Not much happened until Reynolds of the Boston Car uh, wrote about it the first time. There was a second article in the summer of uh, 1931 brought more attention to it. And then during the course of late 1932, there were a number of incidences where people tried to break in, either break in the museum, steal the mummy, uh, have to cut something else, steal something off the mummy. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really sure. Now, since the two guys died on December 1st, and again, they remain unidentified. Um... Except to say, one of them appears to be a Fiji Islander, and another one appears to be Burmese, uh, and uh, that's all I know for sure about them. Um, there have been a number of other incidents since that since that this fateful December day that your researchers have been able to come up with for you. Uh, number one, the curator, the director of the Cab Museum, 
on April 22nd, the new one. No one. Oh. Yeah, the guy back in 1870. Oh, right now, no. It's gone. The most recent curator is a man named Dr. Richard H. Johnson. He, um, his uh, obituary appeared April 22nd, 1933, just five days ago. The other odd thing is that uh, there were two people closely associated with Mr. Johnson, or Dr. Johnson, I should say. Um, there was Dr. William uh, Minot, M-I-N-O-T. Um, he uh, was a... Um, uh, I guess you could say an anatomist mm-hmm. um, who um, had some connection to the Academy Museum through some of its uh, its trustees. Um, he was murdered on February the 18th. He was stabbed in the back during an apparent mugging attempt or robbery and died the following day. Um, that's not particularly off the wall, but again, you add that Mr. Johnson has passed away from a heart failure, and Mr. Wentworth Moore, the taxidermist who is employed by the Cat Museum, has vanished. Uh, We're not sure exactly when the last time anyone saw him that has been recorded, according to the news stories in open source, is March 11th, 1933. Um, and for Mr. Uh, for Mr. Minot, uh, on the, did they give did the obituary actually give a specific cause of death uh, in his murder? I mean, it was stabbed. He said. Was stabbed? stabbed. Okay, sorry. Thank you. Uh, he eventually died of. Uh, he was stabbed. In the, he was stabbed in the police. Okay. So. Um, how how common are stabbings at this time? Well, it's Boston. Well, yeah. Um, but he was killed in an area of Boston that's referred to as. Uh, Beacon Hill, um, which is one of the oldest right off of Boston Commons, which is where the museum is, is in the Beacon Hill neighborhood. Uh, It's old, it's old money, it's not the sort of thing that happens in that part of town. Um, To go into that part of town to to, to rob somebody is tempting fate uh, with a rather large police presence that exists. So regardless, the mummy has been taken out of display at the museum. Nobody knows where it is now, at least as far as uh, your researchers have been able to determine. Now, phone calls were made, and the questions were asked, is the memo on display? Where is it now? Museum does not care to comment. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Is it not being kept in storage? I mean, a museum will have a lot of stuff that isn't. Of course, on of course. Like most of their collection is not yeah. on display, and it's in rotation. Yeah. Um, they probably have warehouses for that too. Yes. The uh, the, not like the answer is only that um, Where the is. museum has decided to no longer display yeah. uh, the mummy due to the incident on December first. They've taken it out of circulation. Um, since that. The decision was made on, uh, let's see, I guess it would have been like December the 9th, um, when it was officially removed. Uh, again, three people associated with the, uh, the uh, Cabot Museum have come to unfortunate ends. And we, and we don't know where the mummy is. We don't know where the mummy is at this point. The, uh, 
Um, one question. So um, it's like six people have, more than six people have, like, died or suffered trauma related to this. There was a, yeah, there's a guard, uh, two guys who broke in, and uh, three but, members of the, of the, of the, of the museum staff. But yeah. only one of them there was also suffering a, the Gorgon effect. Well, only one of them. There was also I'd say the, uh, the Fijian. There was yeah. also a guy who broke down the hysterical fits. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He is currently in um, a mental hospital. All right. I've suddenly forgotten the name of that awesome mental hospital in uh, Dandridge, Massachusetts. You know what I'm talking about? This big state mental hospital in Dandridge, Massachusetts. Oh, not every place, not something like that. It's a real place, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, no. it's, it, it looks like it's Lovecraftian. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, they're, I don't know, they're like turning it into, I don't know. Condos or something now, but it's this giant facility that has you know a graveyard on its own grounds and it's mm-hmm. filled with the mad who've passed away. It was a huge place. Uh, it turned up in an amazing movie called Session Nine. Oh, that oh, one, yeah, that place. Yeah. Well, now it's a going concern in 1930, uh, 1932. Um, I have one question. Um, so the mummy was found on an island in 1879. Nine. Nine, okay. Yeah. Um, somewhere in the South Pacific, right? Yeah. Uh, and suddenly, and then, what, 1930-something, uh, uh, Jap- hundreds of Japanese sailors died with the Corrigan effect? 1919. Uh, 1919. 1919. Uh, do we have the, the coordinates of that island? Yeah. Kosrae is a known island. There's okay. no problem finding the island of Kosrae. Kosrae is in... Um, the Micronesian chain of islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is not terribly far, say, 400 miles from Phnom Penh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's in that general, uh, it's south of Saipan. It's in a known region. Now, is it close it, to that one? No. Okay. Um, sadly, I did not have the proper map for you, but uh, yeah. uh, Micronesia is, is north of Indonesia, right? Yeah. South of the Philippines, kind of that general vicinity. Yeah. Between New Zealand and Chile, is nada. That is where the Point Nemo is down there. Mm-hmm. That is, say, the point of inaccessibility, right? The pole. The of farthest place we're putting down satellites. Yeah. Um, the only thing that's out there is like Easter Island, Galapagos Island. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not much. Maybe Christmas. Where did the. Um, shoot, where did the bounty guys end up? Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to say Christmas Island, but I don't think that's right. But there's not much down there. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, it's a big, giant pile of nothing. And that's where this 1879 island is supposed to be? Yeah. So, okay. We do have a name of a captain, Captain Charles uh, Weatherby, uh-huh. uh, captain of the freighter Arandes. Uh, I'll bring him up, but researchers were able to find a... Uh, 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 I have a bit for him. Uh, in um, San Francisco. Uh, How long ago was that? Like 15 years. Um, there doesn't appear to be anything spectacular about him passing away at an advanced age. Mm-hmm. Um, and did the obituary mention where he died? San Francisco, California. Oh, I mean specifically if it was if he was in a home or if he was with at living alone with family. Um, he was living at home. Okay. Well, he was living in so that sounds like a dead his man. son's residence. Okay. Seems like the mental hospital is the first thing. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, 
basically your assignment, should you choose to accept it, and you just don't have any choice, <laughs> well, is, nice to, is to go to Boston. Well, Commander Martin Cook, right. or um, who is the head of the P4 division, uh, Commander Cook, uh, let's see here. Let me just answer a quick message from Shane Ivey. Name dropping on the podcast. Yes, yeah, it is. How often have we done that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> well, note to self, edit the second. <laughs> <laughs> when does that happen? That's never going to happen. Anyways, um, yeah, so. You know the one, the really bad one. Edit that one out, definitely edit that one out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the part where Ross goes on this whole, you know, Aryan supremacy rant. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I get it, that one. Yeah, Whoa. that's the part. Where we all agreed with him, though. I mean, I don't know. That's true. We really, yes, we absolutely all did. Oh, dear. And now he's crying. And that was the end of role playing for the. And, and well, they deserve it. <laughs> oh. Well, if you all come in as white supremacist, yes, we fucking deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're, you're just going to say that I don't need to listen to this show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he goes back to reading Lovecraft, which makes no sense. <laughs> oh, well. Anyways, your uh, assignment is to go to Boston. <laughs> Track down, uh, you know, the um, current staff of the Cabot Museum. Track mm-hmm. down uh, some of these reporters. Uh, track down uh, the police who were involved in these incidents. Uh, find out where the mummies are. Determine if they are um, uh, still have uh, that they are still uh, intact. Um, the um, convince. The people who have who have custody of these objects that they should surrender them to the Department of the Navy as uh, because of national security or anything else in the nebulous that you'd like to try and use as a sales point to get them up. The we would prefer not to have to go to the Department of Justice and come up with a BS reason why we need to seize these artifacts. If you can convince them to turn them over without creating a paper trail, that's the best. Okay? If the opportunity comes up to our children, <laughs> if the objects were to disappear and then reappear in our custody and there's nothing connecting you to that incident, that's fine too. Okay, don't get caught. Hmm. Yep. All right? All right. Um, there's no such thing as a get-out-of-jail-free card at this point. <laughs> uh, not for this kind of stuff. Um, but uh, the what, we're, what they're looking for is the, the mummies and any of the other articles that were recovered with them. Because there were, again, some articles that were recovered with the 1879 mummy, but they are not very... They are not in open-source descriptions uh, well, well documented. Um, but uh, so yeah, that's that's the plan. Go 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 down there, get those mummies, uh, bring them back to uh, uh, Bethesda, where people who are uh, cooler than you and probably paid more money than you will uh, be doing some you know top men. 
<laughs> Top men will be determining whether or not this stuff has anything to do with the Gorgon incident in the South Pacific back in 1919. Okay. Okay. Do you have any questions? Uh, wait, we should introduce the cast. That's time to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> cast away! Us! Uh, hi, I'm Patrick. I'll be playing Lieutenant Commander Grant Armstrong. Uh, he's a, a a JAG lawyer, so he's sort of the, the face of the team. Jagoff. <laughs> hey, obligatory joke, I think. Obligatory yeah. Jagoff joke achieved. Gen Con, that's successful. Yep. I'm Maddie, I'll be playing George Malinsky, and I'll be the wheelman for the same division. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Jason. I'm playing Gunnery Sergeant Robert McNern. Uh, I also work for the UNA P4 division. I mostly do. Kinetic work. This is Daniel. I am playing uh, Lieutenant Jacob Woodbine. I am the cryptographer, and I also work for Oni uh, P4 Division. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, dress me. Uh, I'm playing John Cannon uh, Zero. Uh, he is a person who is good at getting into places. That necessarily other people don't want me to be in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, and this is Aaron. Uh, we're playing uh, Dr. Franklin, uh, well, William Franklin, uh, Lieutenant Commander, and uh, figuring out how it killed you, when it killed you, and why it killed you. <laughs> <laughs> All very important things to know after it's killed you. Exactly. Well, I don't care to keep you alive. <laughs> That's okay. not your job. Exactly. That is not your job. <laughs> your job is the why are you dead, not how to stop you from being dead. No, no, no. Totally different, totally different bailiwick. All right. Now, let me just see if I can sketch over here into uh, my fabulous copy of Hollow Earth Expedition, a wonderful game, and check their equipment list for an appropriate vehicle to send you to Boston in, because sadly, Delta Green, as it currently exists, does not have a big old list of uh, awesome 1930s vehicles, but, woohoo, Hollow Earth Expedition does. Don't worry about it. We, know, we need to know what car we're parking in Harvard Yard. <laughs> you, you will want to know. I Wow. I immediately want to put you guys in a car called the Studebaker Dictator. Do it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Six. Uh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> they had a record gas mileage of 24 miles to gallon. <laughs> No, I think we're going to go with um, uh, something nice and simple <laughs> and giant, like a Packard, which we can easily get six people into. So we have a cow. Oh, and a cow. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to go with a simple Packard 120. That seems like the way to go. So that we don't have to have everybody driving around in multiple vehicles. Um... You guys can get up to Boston either by driving up there or uh, by taking the train, but a vehicle will be made available for you at, say, the, the Boston Naval Yard or whatever. Um, uh, 
you do have uh, some gear that comes with you. Some of you have uh, larger suitcases than others. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Why is everybody looking at me? Heavier <laughs> <laughs> suitcases. Uh -huh. I actually have a pretty decent size. Now, as far as gear goes, this is just your initial kit out. When you guys want to have uh, something special, something that's maybe not on the list, um, it's just a question of asking. I don't really think that um, I'm going to slow the scenario down by going, oh, geez, you can't get that kind of microscope. You can only get this kind of microscope. <laughs> that sounds boring. I want you to have the microscope. I want you to get the clue. I want you to roll sand. <laughs> so, welcome to Boston. One of the problems of Boston is, unlike Washington, D.C., or many other cities on the East Coast, um, or New York particularly, there's no, like, north, south, east, west on Boston streets. Boston streets are just fuck you. It's old world city planning. It was, yeah. you know, you've built along the line of a hill. Yeah. You didn't build it. We will be a city here. There's no grids. It's all just a big plate of spaghetti that's on the ground, and it's, it's quite nasty. But uh, my question is, is, where do you guys want to go first? As far as background intel, I'm not going to slow you down by saying, well, you didn't really look that up before you left. Most things are going to be, I'm going to understand that you spent some time checking phone books and whatever. And, and, yeah. So, um, just because the, the sort of little detail of the mission isn't specifically those mummies, is every, recover everything yes. from the 1878 voyage? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so that was all sold at auction. Mm -hmm. Ross the auction house because they have records. Okay, um, you would oh, the, like if anything good and end up at the cabinet. Yeah, a good idea. Yeah, well, you will find out that the entire lot was sold as a lot. Mm -hmm. Everything was turned over to the cabinet museum. Okay. The uh, mummy, uh, the, besides the mummy and its, you know, paltry uh, vestments still had on. Um, there was also uh, found with it a metal octagonal case. That is to say, the tips are octagons. And uh, it's a metal case between those two octagons made of an um, unidentified metal containing what appears to be a scroll. Hmm. Written on a kind of vellum. Is there any description of the scroll itself, or like what's on? Uh, not in the records of the auction house. Yeah, yeah, that was right. but that was turned over to the to the museum. Okay. Uh, there's no indication from open source public records, news stories that this uh, scroll was ever on display with the mummy. Any pictures? Not in the auction house catalog. No. All right, but that's interesting because they would have pictures of it to sell it. Maybe the case, but not the... Remember, it's 1879. Well, if they're... If, yeah, okay, yeah. Also, if you're trying to preserve uh, antiques, you try to avoid exposing them. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I was just curious. Because, yeah. I think maybe because more 1879 is expensive. Oh, sure. Yeah. sure, sure, sure. So, uh, and uh, what's the current date? Today's date, uh, when you start heading up there, mm -hmm. uh, I think I said it was the... April, April 25th? Yeah, yeah that's what I thought, yeah. after the, the uh, heart attack death. Um, of I have a suggestion, Doctor Johnson. Uh, we we can. Uh, I could pose as a historian, perhaps, and mm -hmm. go to the museum and like 
wanting to see the archives and then stumble onto something like their records. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe the uh, set floor man goes with them. Yeah, case the blood on there too. Yeah. The joint. Um, I mean, I, I mean, can, I can like uh, show us the the dweeby student because I'm a young person, a uh, young man. So like, uh, I can certainly like appear as the academic and be like, I uh, I'm doing. Well. You're going to actually have yeah. your qualifications. You have um, uh, I don't know, I don't have the character sheet, but you have master's degrees in mathematics. Yeah, but I also have very high history, so I was figuring yeah. I would easily mm-hmm. aim that I have a master's degree in history as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my idea. Let's uh, actually, yeah. I had a question for Sigand. Mm-hmm. What do you do there? Well, Insignia is going to cover the skill of cryptography All right. right now. Mm. Um, in this day and age, you're going to have skills in, and that's going to be skills in radio intercept of uh, transmissions. Um, it's going to include things like, uh, yeah, of course, uh, sending burst transmissions or as close to a burst transmission as they have these days. Um, understanding the basics of crypto, understanding cryptography. Um, it's not going to be the kind of things that you'd imagine for SIGINT in the 21st century. No, no, no. no it would be useful in decoding uh, occult manuscripts that are often written in ciphers. Yeah. yeah, it would be very useful. Yeah. Um, would it be too much to ask for, like, two IDs for Boston University, maybe? Well, uh, let's see. Um, what's your character's... Um... They're able to turn up uh, a student uh, ID card for the universe for um, fucking Harvard. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's right there. Mm. Um, uh, that won't be a problem. Um, yeah, they'll be able to. All right. For a little college out of town, nobody's ever heard of called Miskatonic. Nobody, <laughs> no one will ever check on that one. <laughs> so I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm doing my my master's degree in something uh, related to archiving. Okay. And Wait, do we already know where they keep their stuff? Uh, their their permanent collection. The permanent collection? No, you'd have to. No one's at this point. We don't know. That's sort of what I want to find out. Does not know where uh, in Boston or outside of Boston. Okay. Uh, the various items in the permanent collection are kept. Okay. So yeah, I'll go with him. Yeah, that's sort around. of what I want to find out too. Yeah. Okay, we find their records. Other like, detail, I think I left out, and I want to triple check today. Did I tell you that there had been a? Let's see here, a burglar alarm set off at the Cabot Museum after. Yeah. Yep. Four days after the two guys were killed, there was also an attempt to break in. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that failed. Okay. Set off the alarm. Okay. This is a. Probably not going to say, but we have a uh, in the UK the land registry, which is you know, a list of who owns what land, basically. Of course, we have that in the US because absolutely we need to find where the warehouse is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But it, it's, matter, it's a matter of what's on open records too. Yeah. Okay, well, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you that you're not going to have any trouble. He's going to burn some hours um, if you go to the land records office uh, or the property uh, for office. Um, the, it's really going to be a tax office for the city of Boston or for the state of Massachusetts. You're not going to have any trouble tracking down. It's going to burn time. Uh, finding out who owns the Cabot Museum. You guys have an address for that place. You'll find out that it's a trust. Uh, there are, you know, Ferris guys whose name is really trust. Um, 
and um, that trust then proceeds to own other properties. Mm-hmm. It's a question of crossroads and finding out what else is this place, uh, what else does it own. Now, the actual Capit Museum is uh, is actually not a building constructed for the purpose of being a museum. It is a it is a former private residence that has been converted mm-hmm. into a museum. So it's not a particularly large building. No, no it's right. not. Um, the actual uh, there are, there are warehouses owned by that trust, and uh, they can be you, you'll be able to come up with addresses of where these things are located. Um, and it's not even complete warehouses; it's just that uh, uh, space is rented in other. You'll find that in, in some there's some, some warehouses, but um, if there's any inquiries about you know what stuff is there. It won't take long, and again, I don't want to burn up a lot of time uh, making. No, I spend, I spend my work days in those buried in property records. I don't want to spend my holiday buried <laughs> yeah. in property records. Yeah. Uh, but you'll be able to find that uh, the Cabin Museum also rents space in other warehouses rather than owning their own warehouses. Who is um, in charge of the trust? Um, there's two names here. Let's see here. Two old Boston. Old Money Blue Bloods. The Koch brothers. Yeah. <laughs> not that evil. They're not that evil. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see here. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mr. Lawrence Cabot. His connection must be obvious. And uh, a Dudley Salkenstall. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's ridiculous as well. I'm British. Deadly Sultan Stall. Sultan Stall. Look, man, just blame Lovecraft and Hazel Heed. This is not my fault. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Some Lawrence of these names Cabot. I filled in, that one I did. So, Lawrence Cabot and Sultan Stall. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Thanks, Lovecraft. You did this. <laughs> um, Perhaps the third trustee will be uh, uh, Mr. Stuffy McHuffington. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, for also with the murder victim, uh, with Ramon, has he already been processed and interned or remitted to, yes. remitted to a funeral home? Yes, he's already in the dirt. Okay, so there's no way to get back to his corpse. So. Unless well, you, there is. Well, <laughs> you know, we, have, we have a strong man. Just wasn't. give him a shovel. <laughs> Come on, Gunny. Um, well, the officers are some shit, right? <laughs> well, the officers stand around. There's three officers while one enlisted guy takes. I can't help but notice there, in fact, are three fucking officers. <laughs> <laughs> That is exactly I also notice I outranked the other two enlisted, so <laughs> guess what, squids? <laughs> getting in with a hole with me. Uh, if you're a little bit up for a little bit of the grave robbing. Um, There's always that what? possibility. Uh, now, the question is, uh, there's also public records as far as coroner's reports, oh, yeah, things like that. Um, what fun is that, though? You can go ahead and get Carlos record. I need to do. What the fuck? <laughs> well, the guy who stabbed to death, there's no what the fuck. It's super simple. He's fucking stabbed. Yeah. You know, that's easy. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're all totally comfortable with his stabbing. You know, it's like, thank goodness it wasn't you know, for all the archaeologists and antiquarians that show up here being dissolved or being eaten by their own rectums. This is fantastic. Yeah, psychology <laughs> conferences and the look of must be just. 
hard drinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of jumping. Well, you know, like some, somebody comes into the bar and everybody reaches for their, their gas. <laughs> What was the one you saw? Oh, I saw some shit. Oh my god, it was a kitchen knife? Oh my god. Like, <laughs> oh, the <laughs> sweet, sweet release. <laughs> being stabbed and left to linger for a day and a half before I die of sepsis. <laughs> That's the best. No tentacles in front of me? Wow. Who thought? Some tentacles behind me, you have to watch out. That's true. See them in <laughs> That's what you need to keep your eye on. <laughs> I will note that the guy who speaks Japanese is laughing harder than the rest of us. I know Maddie was losing it too. <laughs> you caught me in a drunk moment, sir. I think we've all seen hentai at this point, really. Those, I mean, the internet exists. Oh, are we being run out? Well, we'll find out. And looked rather cross. And then he heard the handshake. He be stabbed. <laughs> I mean, talk too nicely. All right, what's the what's the news, sir? Are we evicted? No, we're not evicted. No. All right, thank goodness. Okay, oh, okay. Some nice. warehouse yes. warehouses to chase down and. Uh, yeah. No, the trick is you know. Who knows what kind of stock system is used? I mean, mm. didn't say Ark of the Covenant on the side of that box. <laughs> well, they deposited in that in that you know labyrinth. Yeah, that's you just find minotaur's <coughs> maze of. You just, you just watch them for a while, and when they've got a new hire, which one do they send the new guy only? To? <laughs> yeah. Um, so Over by the scorched spot. Look yeah. for the look for the box that has the scorched spot with the bones fused to the concrete floor. <laughs> That's probably the box you're looking for. So in this case, we probably we probably could go to county and just retrieve the information from there if we needed it. Yeah, answer. if you want to know about the actual murder or say the investigation for the missing persons okay. case, neither one of those things are going to be hard. There there is a police blotter that the press is able to get a hold of. Okay. Um, the thing that's different than, the, than say, the police bull, that you're going to get that you're not going to get in the news stories, perhaps the name of the patrol officer who took the, the, the statement. Okay. Uh, maybe the name of the, the person who gave the missing person report. Um, let's see here. Uh, there is a... Uh, let's see. Let's, uh, there is a Tabitha Moore... Uh, who gave the report of her missing husband Wentworth? Uh, Dr. William Note is actually was actually uh, quite elderly. Did uh, his wife had pre-deceased him? Um, he was stabbed uh, out front of his home. Uh, he was living as a bachelor. He did have uh, servants, um, housekeeper, and uh, maid who took care of the house for him. Um, but he was attacked right on his uh, front steps. Um, uh, let's see here. Who's doing the most? Let's see. It's going to be a question for the officers. Give me a um, search roll. I believe it's a. Uh, that's the roll. Search. Yeah. Yeah. Give me. I think it's search as opposed, as opposed to awareness. But if you're an officer, give me a roll on that. Oh, or alertness. Or, I'm not sure it's uh, alert. Okay, so I was just searching. Okay. Because you're digging through paperwork as opposed to. Okay. Or if you've got a bureaucracy role, that'll always be good. Uh, I'll go search and search. I have a good search, but I'm not an officer. So. Nope. Okay. Uh, on bureaucracy, Failed. that's 36 out of 57. 36 out of 40. Okay. Failed. Okay. Well, but you also got 36 out of 57? Yeah, for bureaucracy. Okay. Um, there's a name that comes up uh, over and over and uh, over as you're uh, digging through this stuff. You um, 
You do have a Detective Sergeant Brian Keith, K-E-E-F. Uh, Brian Keefe's uh, name turns up in the uh, missing persons report as somebody who responded to it. Uh, he also is uh, the investigating officer on the murder of Dr. William Minot. He is also the investigating officer, or was the investigating officer, on the uh, break-in and murder that took place back on the 1st. So his name comes up a number of times. So Seems the fellas talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. Actually, well, so, what's your, uh, pers- uh well... Oh, I'm, I'm actually pretty well built for a psychiatric office weight of 61. Okay. Yeah, I only really have pharmacy at this point, so if, oh, we want to, if you want to feed him a Benny and hope it actually gives him something. <laughs> I don't think you guys go straight to, let's drug the cop. <laughs> I, I'm saying that's an option. I'm saying that's I'm a always good option. An option. <laughs> I just like to it's understood that it's an option. We can always drug a public servant of pharmacy. Just leave him to take the drug. Yeah. I'm not allowed to make a joke anymore. You should drink this one. I have to ask one question before we move on. Yeah. Who brought the fucking disturbing puppet? Oh, that's Dad's puppet. That's Jen. Jen made good. a puppet of that one of our. Yeah, we made, she made puppets of all of us last year. Yeah. <laughs> what, wait a minute. <laughs> you let people construct <laughs> objects that can be used and say sympathetic magic rituals? It doesn't, they have our control. On you. She gave exactly. them to us, so we 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 they're exactly. in our house. You need to have kept them safe. Yeah, 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 of course. Glancy, we use them as much. Except for the uh, 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 LARP video. video. Yeah, we used yeah. we we ran a game of Puppet Land using them. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just asking for it. Why don't you just smear yourself with chum and go swim off the Great Barrier Reef? <laughs> just wake up one night. It's not where it was. It's on the bed with you. Oh, with an arm around you, looking at you. <laughs> you know, um, what's your name? Uh, Anne Rice had this crazy fucking house she owned in New Orleans a while back. And I don't. I think she may have dumped it. There's like forty three thousand square feet. Something bananas. It, it used to be a school, right? It used to be a, a, like a Catholic girls' school. It has its own chapel inside. The, <laughs> That's inside, That yeah. sounds like an Anne Rice house. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it had a whole bunch of other weird stuff in it, like this weird cage elevator that went up. You know. Uh, from floor one to floor two, so that you know, the, I guess the head, the evil headmistress in the in the wheelchair can come down and go, or Doctor Frankenfurter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it had kind of that look, like you know. <laughs> so I was thinking more like you know, be like, what's her name from Carrie? You know, ranting about their dirty pillows or something. <laughs> um, there were a number of rooms in this house because they. It was at a time when Anne Rez had just stupid amounts of money. Um, they didn't live in this house. They gave tours of it. They let families stay there. There were multiple apartments in it. There was this giant uh, statue of Pumpkinhead in the living room. Wow. Uh, which was actually made by, what's his name, Stan Winston. Jesus. There's oh, yeah, yeah. there also, I think, one of the one of the aliens from Alien 2. Jesus. That she bought that had, she had in there. <laughs> um, now, that's fine. <laughs> All right, I'm perfectly fine. Go hug the Zealmore. Going to see this, there's a big screen TV and there's a you know a pumpkin head and an alien you know Zealmore. That's fine, no problem. There's a chapel in the building. That's fine, that's fine too. <laughs> the problem was that this same building Anne Rice kept her creepy 
Cracked-faced dolls with their glassy eyeballs staring down off the wall. Did you guys ever watch uh, like Penny Dreadful? Mm-hmm. Remember, the, remember the witches with all the dolls? That's what it was, right? And it was multiple rooms, and we're going through this place, looking around. I'm thinking, if, you know, I'm looking. I'm thinking, if one of their fucking fuggy eyes just even so much as twitches my direction, I'm jumping out the French windows, and I don't care if I get impaled on the the iron wrought fence out front, as long as I'm not dying in here with all these fucking dolls, so that one of my, my soul ends up trapped in one of them. <laughs> it was the the room of dolls in the Tommyknockers adaptation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking Bingo. these statues with, like, the hotel that's themed after the... Mm. the what's it called? Oh, Crown Plaza? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fine. The, the train, the train yeah. mannequins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Patrick showed me that. I was like, no. This is... This is <laughs> we found one. Oh, dark. you know what's even worse? Uh, they, yeah, if you yeah, have one of the train mannequins, they have them hanging off them. We can wake up and go, shit. Yeah, Scott knows. Like, he... Yeah. They move them around. They're not in the same position every year. They they move them around. I, I hope they move them around. I don't know for sure it's this day. This year, there's one on one of the trains. Yeah, like on the roof. Yeah, you just wake up and go. Like, Good morning. Yeah, well, I wasn't there last year. Ah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a. But there was a convoy that went missing. Missing last year. And well, and now we have a new mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how that show works. All right. Oh, your card was declined. Come this way. <laughs> <laughs> You've been chosen for a very special honor. Right. You'll ride the rails forever and ever, Danny. So, Why? Yeah. so okay. it's no good. Anyways, um, back to the world of dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, is the police station that so, um, he works at, and we find him, find him there. You yeah. will be able to find. Uh, guarantee which... this guy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, his name sounds a little Irish, so that's right off. Let's get that racial stereotype out of the way. But yes, um, he probably drinks <laughs> if this is his beat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if the Cabot Museum is on his on his patrol route. Um, yes, you actually uh, will be able to track down uh, Detective Sergeant Brian Keefe. Um, rather than do the whole annoying call of Cthulhu thing where you go, well, let's roll for luck and see if he's in. Oh, no, he's not. And then you're just stuck waiting forever for the clue. Let's just shoot right past that and say that uh, if all of you want to stomp in there <laughs> and flash your... Here, uh, Department of the Navy ideas. You can do that, but how would you like to to brace the good sergeant? Well, um, again, I think Daniel and I will go to the Cabot Museum. Yeah, uh, him to try and get information for me to case the place, mm-hmm. see if there's any information. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm just going in as a student. So. Yeah. Well, the door is open. Uh, there is. It is open to the public. Is there like a, a custodian or like a head person well, in charge? You will find, um, yes, uh, it won't be very hard to come across a gentleman named Dr. William Carver, uh, or sorry, Dr. Henry Carver. Hmm. That name wrong. He's uh, one of the staff members of the uh, museum. Um, uh, He is not the um, 
curator. Yeah. The acting curator is Dr. William Mason. Yes. For um, if you're looking, come looking for the curator. Oh. Um, you will notice, however, uh, let's see here. Go ahead and give me an awareness roll. All right. <laughs> Ten days. You may notice. Is it alertness? Yes, alertness. Right. Okay. Do, you, do you want to use mine? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, 81 out of 38. Um, you go in, uh, you ask around. <laughs> You're truly You must go in with him? I am. You yeah. go in and make an alertness roll. Uh, yep, okay. 26 out of 64. Um, it is a fairly rare thing to see. Um, there are security guards. There are guys with their little watch caps and you know little uh, brass badge. Or um, and uh, you will note that they're all wearing revolvers. Oh, oh no! Pistols uh, hanging off their belts. Okay, that's very unusual. Yeah. No. My front door. Door to there's there's a one by the there's a couple guys by the front door. There's uh, guys. Um, uh, there's a there's a there's a guy when you if you go to the administration wing. Um, there's you know if you start counting. There's like six guys with pistols in this building. Jesus, that's a I mean for a relatively small museum that's a lot. Uh, and they don't have the mummy on display. Well, if you go check the Hall of Mummies, you'll find out that no. Uh, and there is uh, actually a notice about the, that that you know, It's right up there at the front saying, you know, uh, the uh, Pacific Island mummy you now has, you know, has been removed from mm-hmm. uh, display. It is not, well, not, you know, um, no schedule has been determined to uh, as to when it will be placed back on display. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, I just want to check out, sort of case the place, uh, in case we need to break into it later, like what kind of alarm system it has. Okay. Um, you start wandering around. Go ahead and give me a roll on, let's see what would be the appropriate skill for that. I think you've got electrical. Uh, yeah, electrical repair. Go ahead and give me a roll on that, please. Uh, yeah. Okay. 51 out of 53. Um, you find out that the windows have uh, electric contact, you know, mm-hmm. uh, alarms where there's just uh, magnetic contact or a current, mm-hmm. you know, contact. You break the current, you break the connection, alarm goes off. Um, all the windows have that. Um, doors have similar. Um, there are the public areas that you're allowed to walk around in. But you also see access to the what would probably be the basement furnace area, and uh, not only uh, does the basement furnace area have uh, uh, two two key locks in it. There's a you know a valve for turning and opening the door, but there are two locks. Um, they do not have. Uh, handles on them at all. They're just key-opened locks, and they look new. Um, they were put in fairly recently. Uh, you can't get through that area. It just says no admittance or staff only on it. Um, but in the public areas, the, the main thing you're seeing is alarms on all the windows and doors. Uh, you can see the wires. I mean, they're, they are inside the building, but they are on <coughs> the surface. Uh, of the walls. They haven't been buried under plaster or anything like that. 
Um, it's all stuff that was done after this place was a mansion. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they've been sort of they may have been painted the same color as the wall, for instance. Um, but uh, because of your electrical skill role, you'll, you'll probably be able to recognize that the um, uh, that the wires ultimately terminate. Uh, the wires ultimately all terminate in uh, an area that's uh, you know marked offices or staff offices. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's. So if I were to wanting to disable the alarms, there's no way I could do it from the outside. Um, no, um, you you know the, the things could disable the alarms from the outside. There's, if you were to kill the power for the neighborhood, if you were to take out a pole, or you were to take out a uh, what do you call it a um, transformer. transformer. I was about to say yeah. So if the thing that turns into a car, you know, yeah. robot, if you took out one of those robots that turns into a car, that would yeah, yeah. totally do it. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, this place does not have its own generator. Okay. Okay. Uh, the the power for this alarm system is from the outside. Okay. Okay. But that area with two keys that might, instead of putting the warehouse, it might leave it in the museum, but just in that super secure area. Yeah. So you, you're also probably seeing uh, new additions to the, even the windows. And so, I mean, some of the, these windows look like they're set up having a simple, you know, uh, uh, lever that you turn, you know, that would unlock the window. Uh, and now what they've got is someone has gone and taken like uh, dowels and put them into the closed windows into the, into the, where, the, the, where the window would roll up. They're mm-hmm. all pull-up windows. They put these dowels in there so that you can't raise the window. All right, you'd have to break the glass. Okay. So you can get out of the fire, but like, yeah. 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 Getting out would just be knocking the dowels aside yeah. and pulling it up. But yeah. from the inside, you'd have to break the window or oh, cut the glass and remove the dowels. And then if you did that, once you open the window, it's still going to set the alarms off. Okay. There's also... Manual alarms. You're seeing places where the guards are stationed, where there's a literally a panic. There's a button to go bang, and it says fire, but all the guards are standing here. Yeah, okay. I, I have. Um, could I perhaps uh, approach the curator or the Dr. Carver uh, and yes. uh, and like uh, use my history or my occult skills to like express my sadness that the the, the mummy is gone, and I would like to. Hear maybe what they've done with it, or something like that, or maybe lead him in that direction. Got it. Use the skill as a way to yeah. create your credibility yeah. to approach yeah. the subject. Exactly. Go ahead and roll under the uh, roll of the skill. Okay, I'll do history then. I mean, when I saw this mummy, it just froze me in my tracks. All right, I sadly don't get it. <laughs> okay, seventy-eight out of um, Give me a uh, let's see here. Either roll under. I guess it would be. Awareness or human intelligence? Human. Okay, I'll do uh, alertness. Okay. What out of what? Uh, forty-one out of uh, thirty-eight. Okay. Um. Great. He says something to the effect of, um, "He says something like, you shouldn't, you should not be sad that it is no longer display. It's for the best that it has been removed from the museum." It, it, I just heard it was a beautiful feast, though, and there were some artifacts related to it that I'm working on. It's a side thing. 
He looks at you and says, "You're working on artifacts related." Well, I'm I'm studying mummies in uh, and like like a more geographical study of them, and where you can see different cultures such as mummies. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, um, uh, "Well, there's." He says there are plenty of examples still available in the Hall of Mummies. Um, I'm sure I can answer any questions about those uh, particular specimens. Right. But he, he's not welcoming about why it is gone. All right. No. All right. Well, that's something we know. Subject changes. All right. Well, well, well I'll you another awareness roll. All right. Sure. Go on. Go on. Yeah, two out of 38. Two? Yeah. Two? Yeah. He's carrying a pistol. Oh, well then. When you're talking to him, you you know under in, under his jacket, down yeah. in here, at some point he moves in such a way that you see that he's got this brown leather holster. All right. Uh, uh, you know, on his belt between the belt and the you know his uh, I guess this is still the age when men are wearing. This is Carver. You know, uh, uh, three piece suits. It was a waistcoat, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's got this. Uh, he's got a pistol in there, some sort of revolver. All right. Well, I'll fake him, and I would like, maybe I would like, I'll, I'll just back away because I'm just uh, the student, and he's mm-hmm. the, the. Well, he's in his, he's he's definitely an older gentleman. He's yeah. in his uh, early sixties. Yeah, yeah, but I'm like showing deference to him. All right. Yeah. Academic deference, I'm saying, and I will like, I'll keep talking, give him a time to like look around some more if okay. I can. You're able to assess the security in the <laughs> public areas. The biggest thing to worry about here is give me another awareness roll. One more. Me? Mm-hmm. Or both of us? Just okay. you. Okay. Yes. Like that. <laughs> okay. You smell it. At some point you start and you find it. Dog piss. Ah, they have dogs coming tonight. Yeah, he says, uh, you, you smell it, you see a spot where, you know, the, the stain on the floor has been discolored by this. But um, some yeah. serious security. They uh, they have dog. They, they must have a dog in here, or dogs this is plural uh, okay. at night. So not only do we have the alarms and all the doors and windows uh, and the double locked door, but we'd have dogs and pro- at least probably at least one security man. Yeah. And- well, they had one security man when the guy got killed. Yeah. So probably two. Yeah. Yeah. And we are not military. Well, I don't have any military knowledge, but I, so I can't like see if they're form police or form military or what they. Well, um, I don't know where where you get such people. I'll tell you where you get. Well, it's 1932. Yeah. It's not hard to find a great war vet. You can't All swing right. a. It's one of the things that shocks me about the time period between the wars. Well, it's worse in Europe. Everybody was in it. Yeah. Everybody who's alive in 1919. Was fucking in it. It's just astounding. It's one of the things I loved about Babylon Berlin. It wasn't a question of were you in the war, it's where were you in the war. Every German man uh, served. So, so it's easy to find someone who knows mm-hmm. how to use a weapon. At least someone who has been uh, trained in how to use a weapon right. at some point in their life. Whether they are, uh, you know, ex police, like retired police officers, or whether they are, which is Plenty of this is retired police officers, and sometimes even uh, moonlighting police officers. If you were just looking to get, if you were just looking to get great war veterans, uh, that wouldn't be hard either. I am suddenly reminded of 
uh, folks at Pagan Publishing who, when they decided to go attack, I don't know if it was the Penhue Foundation or the creepy estate that the guy who runs the Penhue Foundation yeah, yeah, yeah. has. The, 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 the yeah, masks. Uh, yeah, and masks. They just literally put an ad in the London, the Times of London saying, Great War Veterans Needed. And just got all these bums and hobos and guys who were just, you know, cannon fodder and thought, yes, we're totally going to attack the cultists with an army of, of washed up, traumatized Great War Oh veterans. my god. Like that guy How from successful the... was that plan? Um, it was not successful, and I believe it ran, and I believe it, it, uh, resulted in the classic moment as they're driving away at full speed. And there's that bridge, you know, that mm-hmm. bridge that turns sideways so oh, you take yeah. it off the island. <laughs> yeah. And um, they're trying to get to the bridge as it's starting to turn, and whatever has been summoned is after them. And one of the, the players who's driving says, I checked the rearview mirror. No, wait, I don't. And Dennis that one goes, too late. <laughs> Roll for Sam. <laughs> Blows a sand roll. It's like, you know that bridge is totally turned sideways. You can make it. <laughs> you can fucking make it. I'm gonna make it. <laughs> Giant pile of player characters, you know, truck, diving into the, into the water. I'm not sure it was a TPK, but it wasn't good. It didn't do anyone any favors. Close. They had already left all the Great War veterans behind to whatever hideous fate the cult is sad for them. (laughs) We support veterans. Bye! (laughs) Okay, so the museum's clearly had enough. Yeah, I would say that's not a terrible assessment. (laughs) That after all this, the museum has finally reached a point... murdered and disappeared. So yeah, no. Yeah, they've they've apparently they're 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 not asleep at the switch. At least (laughs) if they're still dancing and going, and now I'm going to put a bag on my head and walk home in the dark. Nobody's doing that apparently. (laughs) Does it? Do you have to pay to get in the museum? Uh, There's some tiny fee at the front door. Okay, so. But they, but they clearly are well-funded. Actually, you know what? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, when you get there, the fee is surprisingly uh, high. And um, when asked why, if you ask about, if there's any question about that, it's like, well, the fee's gone up recently. Um, it might be there to discourage people from coming in. Mm-hmm. Now, when you guys are walking around, you're one of the very few people who are in here. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I will, I'll find him eventually, mm-hmm. and we'll leave. All right. What was our next, uh, somebody going to the police department? Yeah. All right, who's going to the police department? Um, I'll follow um, Armstrong. So, right. since I would what like. What are we doing with our two uh, grunts over here? Well, <laughs> grunt and a squid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, can, it, we can have them along for backup, too. So, mm-hmm. just to. Well, in case you decide to have a shootout in the Boston <laughs> Police Department. Well, I'm not shootout, but looking at <laughs> no, We need them for museum. So. Yeah, I thought we were. Oh, thought we were going to dig up a corpse. Oh. Yeah. We can go if you want to dig up well, a corpse. Well, the other thing so. is to find that uh, O'Keefe, the detective. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's what we're. Yeah, that's yeah, what we're. Yeah. There'll be no digging up a corpse until the sun goes down. That is traditional yeah. <laughs> when it comes to resurrection work. <laughs> to be done Bye. after the sun has set. Um, I want to see if this guy's liver is working. <laughs> Alright, well you find uh, Detective O'Keefe. He's in his 40s. Um, maybe. So we're between 40 and 60. Police work has that tendency to age a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certain police work, say, depending on who the author of the story you're in, tends to age you Quicker than others. God, Phillips and Vice looks great. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you were able to get in and see him. Do you guys identify yourselves as we're from the Navy? What do you, what do you tell this guy? Uh, yes, thing? actually, my, my thinking for this is um, we're investigating this and the possibility that insert power here. Uh, yeah, there, there's a certain connection we can't Communist. elaborate on because yeah. of national security, but we need your records. Um, so, federal government. Well, okay, that still um, has a certain doesn't quite have the pull that it has post nine eleven. Um, <laughs> you know, this yeah. is yeah. I mean, it's fair cop. So this is uh, well, we're I, in the middle, I, I think we are in the middle of the depression. Yeah. It is nineteen thirty two. Uh, in fact, the thing that's probably in the news right now is. Uh, well, Jesus, yeah. If it's April thirty-three, it's that it's that class traitor uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt has just become president. Herbert Hoover is out, and the Democrats have roared in. And uh, there's a lot of worry that that means that they were going to have more Klan because that was an issue yeah. uh, for mm-hmm. the Democrats back in nineteen thirty-two. Or uh, now it's like, great, we have the best of both worlds. We get the plan and communism. Because clearly all this New Deal stuff is just... <laughs> all socialism run rampant. So. Yes, it is. It's super, uh, so we're going to end up, we're all going to end up in gulags yeah. before it's over. So I think the, the more productive approach might be not to come in, like, we're coming in saying, like, yes, we're at ONI, uh, but rather than being like, hey, show us paperwork, here's, here's other paperwork. Can I buy you a drink? Well, if you... And tell me about things. If you want to talk to him about these cases, he's like, well, he will definitely sort of uh, opt for the, let's not talk here. Yes. Absolutely. He will leave, and uh, he will also not go to the bars that are near. No, the cop bar. The, 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 the like police station. Exactly. There are a couple of water holes outside the precinct house. Yeah. Yeah. You know. We're, you guys still using the microphone? Oh, absolutely not. No, no, you're good. So you can haul that away. But there's so. going to be there's going to be watering holes right outside the police. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, cop, the thing with the cop bars will be full of cops, so we'll go out a block back. Yeah. Uh, he leads off to some place that is not necessarily the same kind of watering hole, but um, obviously drinks are on the federal government. Uh-huh. You guys get to buy the beer here, um, and it's going to be actually uh, prohibition is not over for another two years, but. Let's just say it's not hard to get a drink in Boston, all right? Particularly when you're with a cop, all right? So you guys are you guys find yourselves in a in technically a speakeasy, um, and um, he says, "What's you know?" He wants to know what's the. He's just like, uh, "What exactly is the?" I mean, I know how much can you tell me about the federal government's interest in the events at the Cabot Museum? Uh, we have reason to believe that uh, museums are being used as a source for smuggling, uh, relics, and uh, as a source for laundering foreign money. So Let's see how that goes over. Okay. He doesn't look like he believes. He's like, really, the Cabot Museum is smuggling what? Liquor, he says, in his beer. I mean, um, the foreign money coming through the cavity. He's like, uh, sorry, but I don't, uh, I don't see that that's very likely. And besides, wouldn't that be a treasury issue and not a Department of the Navy issue? I can possibly. Well, the question is, could I possibly use a Meta score in this case to? 
scare him into revealing it. As in what? As in a disease? Okay. Like, is there a disease? disease. Well, specifically, not trying to get the information, but using enough relative arguments from the case that we're working on without giving it away, saying that we need to get in here or we're facing something equivalent to the 1912 uh, flu, Spanish influenza pandemic. Can we just be at the bar, like, shots after shots in the corner? You guys should just be, well, we're just going to sit here while the officers set fire to the whole operation here. This is great. Yeah, no. this is going well, guys. No, this is, no. You guys are doing fine. Um, if you want to try and scare, if you want to try and scare him with like the saying that the whole paralysis thing is a disease. Yeah, that was my thought. Right. That's not totally bananas, but no, maybe that's false. But go ahead. Try, okay, so that. all right, Use medicine. All right. Is there any negative since it's not a persuade check or? Mm, yes. Okay. What's the number? All right. I'll try. What out of what? All right. Roll no. Roll loan. That's what you should. Oh, roll. that was seventy-two on the dot, which is my actual score. So, but I'm sure it's lower. He's. Um, he says. Yeah, there's a. He, well, he says like there's no. Well, what happened to that Fijian and what happened to that Burmese fella might have been the result of a uh, disease. That doesn't explain all the foreigners trying to break into the place. Son, have you heard of people trying to get rare bacteria? Do you want to know shitting yourself to death? <laughs> Nobody's shit themselves to death. <laughs> Yet. <laughs> In fact, that's the really problematic part. Nobody, nobody who... who I don't know, uh, petrified actually died. What, what can you tell me about that? What's with the petrification? Oof. Is this when you make the first friendly in Delta Green's history? <laughs> in this case. Alright, so uh, I'll go with the You're the one who's got uh, uh, better persuade. Yes. You're the one with the diplomat skills. Negotiate. He's up here in the bar like, yeah. anyway. <laughs> He's not good at this. Yeah. So I, I picked uh, people up. Thank you for trying. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, you mentioned foreigners. Yes. So we've got, we got a Burmese fellow, we've got a Fijian, a Hawaiian, I think Hawaii is technically foreign at this point. Well, it's, a, it's American territory. All oh, right. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's, right. he's not someone you would deport. No. someone you would prosecute. No. Same thing with the Filipino. Okay. Although yeah. maybe they transport people back to the territories okay. and they do bad things. I don't know. Um, those guys, by the way... Um, yeah, keep going. So yeah, there are foreigners involved. So what's the what's the uh, the, the, the navy's interest in these foreigners? What's the navy's interest in these these deaths? We believe that the obviously can't explain too much. We believe that the reason there has been such a concerted and enthusiastic uh, attempt at liberating some of the Cabot Museum's content is because they contain highly valuable. Uh, sensitive material and the foreign agents are attempting to acquire so uh, anything connected to the cases well um, he can tell you uh, that uh, the two guys that he has any information on uh, are let's see the Hawaiian who I would uh, normally be able to immediately give you a name for it, but unfortunately uh, I was a little rushed getting over here for the scenario, so I'll just have to say that the uh, the Hawaiian is uh, you know, Fred Kamehameha and um, 
he's actually known to the police. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's known to the territorial authorities in Hawaii. Um, the uh, Singalese fellow who uh, tried to pick the lock is known to the British authorities. Um, uh, and the, the government of India, or whatever it is, the, uh, the, the, the uh, it's not well, the garage, but it's the department, the Indian yeah. department, I think is what they call it. Um, he's known to, you know, not the Scotland Yard, because that's, that's domestic stuff, but he's, on, he's, he's known to the Indian department as far as uh, being someone who's been involved with uh, criminal activities. Um, and um, the theme that connects these two assholes is that uh, their criminal activities are strangely related to obscure religious practices. They've traded in uh, antiquities, artifacts. They were involved with, uh, both of them were involved with the procuring of uh, dangerous and illegal drugs, uh, which um, they uh, uh, had attempted in various ways to write off as uh, religious uh, materials, you know, um, looking, for, yeah. looking for an exception for the use of the peyote, like you, you get an American Indian ceremony. Um, but uh, there are also uh, disappearances that are related to them, uh, people from their circle that have gone missing, um, but uh, no one has ever uh, been able to, to pin anything on these guys in particular. Um, they are uh, fairly unsavory, uh, which is probably why they're still in prison. Uh, they weren't sentenced to a lot of time, um, but they both got, you know, like uh, a year, 18 months for the uh, vandalism, the attempted burglary, you know, that sort of stuff. They didn't get huge sentences, but uh, they're currently up in whatever passes for uh, Boston's Sing or Massachusetts's Sing Sing at the time. Um, there's a. Do you like anyone in the case of Dr. Minute? No. Um, he was obviously killed by a stranger. He was obviously killed by somebody he didn't know. Um, he was attacked from behind, uh, which suggests to me that he was uh, attacked by someone who uh, used stealth to sneak up on him rather than approaching him openly to, to stab him. Um, uh, so no, we don't uh, like anyone for it at the moment. But um, uh, all of these foreigners only just started turning up in the area. The ones this uh, these news stories hit uh, regional and national papers about this this exhibit at the Capitol, and uh, they're definitely related. And yet there seems to be no doubt that these guys want access to that mummy. But, um, uh, you know, at this point, the security arrangements at the museum are so extravagant that I can't imagine anyone being able to break into it again. Uh, As for, so maybe it's just a matter of them, uh, uh, this, the death of uh, uh, Dr. Minot might have been just a, a, not much more than a, uh, an act of petty vengeance since their main goal was stifled. Uh, same thing with the, different, uh, the disappearance of uh, the, uh, the Cabot Museum's uh, 
uh, uh, taxidermist. Um, if indeed that's connected, right now we don't have any evidence to suggest that it's connected. He doesn't have any reason to disappear. His marriage is not, you know, was not falling apart. Um, uh, his uh, his finances are in order. He doesn't have any reason to drop out because of bad debts or anything like that. But um, and again, Doctor uh, Doctor Johnson, the the coroner's report is that he suffered a heart attack. We can't. We're not seeing any evidence of foul play, but. The Burmese fellow who dropped dead in front of the display cabinet also appeared to have suffered from a heart attack. Um, I was there uh, when the on the scene when those bodies were first discovered, and um, some people suggest that he looked like he had uh, died of uh, some sort of uh, like he had died of fright. Nobody dies of fright, all right, but. He certainly looked, uh, he was open-eyed when he died and had died in a certain amount, and had died in, in some intense pain and discomfort. Um, it certainly looked like, based on things like the uh, position of his hands and the way they were closed, that he may have suffered some sort of cardiac incident. And certain, that's what the coroner's report said as well. Um, but two heart attacks orbiting around the same building just as two heart attacks too many. Um, we have uh, he says uh, we've offered uh, to provide security for the staff um, but apparently they're making their own arrangements. Um, we're, conduct we're continuing with our inquiries but it's, uh, you know, there's only so many times you can uh, rough up someone who's, you know, Filipino or Madagascar and, you know, say, what do you know about this? Now, it's not getting us anywhere. The, the, the crowd that used to attend the museum had disappeared since the mummy was taken out of circulation. Um, I think the Catholic people I just want to think that's going to be the end of it. We're not going to have to hear from this man as long as we don't bring that thing back out. Um, they were... very reticent to uh, let us have any contact with their money after the death of the two burglars. Um, there was some who suggested that um, well <clears throat> there were some who suggested that um, uh there might have been a connection between the death of the Fijian and the money and the sort of petrified condition that the corpse was found in. But there doesn't appear to be, not only does there not appear to be uh, a mechanism for creating a body, not a poison, not a toxin. Uh, <clears throat> there are other conditions uh, to the body that have not been released to the public. Now, what I need to know from you before I tell you anything else is 
is the public in danger from that body? Was is there something about? Do you know anything that would make this body okay. or these uh, foreigners a threat to public safety? So I have to have a motivation of keeping the unnatural from being weaponized. Quote, uh, dot dot dot. By foreign powers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. well, in this case, and I also want to protect humanity, so we can. Uh, if we want to com- compare right now, just just so that that's got some context for what I'm saying. Nope. Thanks. <coughs> Thanks. Detective Sergeant, you uh, you heard of a uh, peep mummy? Um, I think they're pulling the peep mummies out of yeah. Okay, this time. Yeah. Those those uh. Fellows up in, in Ireland and, and Northern England and parts of Scotland. Those things have been preserved thousands of years remarkably well. Uh, we can we can tell what they ate. Uh, we can tell what they died of. Uh, we can tell if they died of sickness. And uh, if you can tell if something died of sickness, that means there's something in it that made it sick. And that means you can find a way to extract that and bottle it and grow it and ship it out to Germany or Japan or the Chinese Soviet Union the Soviet Union that's scaring everybody right yeah. now and not to sound alarmist but if we can actually figure take a look at this and figure out a way they could utilize that or to better yet counteract it the better the public safety is mm-hmm. I believe you got the persuade there uh, 39 over 61 mm-hmm. yeah well, he so says, I'm not saying that there, there is a, the, but just in case. The Fijian was, after the autopsy, mm-hmm. was cremated. Mm-hmm. Now, we haven't seen any signs of problem with the um, people who performed that autopsy, but Dr. Minot was, was an observer at the coroner's office. He was there for that autopsy. Um... He um, <clears throat> he was there and observed the most disturbing characteristic of the Fijians' uh, autopsy, and that was that, despite being uh, reduced to a kind of um, uh, almost almost like like. Uh, dried fish, you know. Desiccated. Uh, yeah, this desiccation. Almost like, uh, I guess, beef jerky, sort of dried beef, uh, sort of uh, characteristic of his muscles, of his face, of his chest, arms, legs. Um, when the autopsy was performed, uh, his extremities didn't have any uh, didn't have any blood in them. Um, all the capillaries had squeezed up and pushed all the blood into the, into the, into the center of his body, into his torso. He still had blood in his organs. And his brain appeared to be oxygenated and uh, not actually uh, putrefying, despite the fact that the autopsy was, was performed, you know, uh, 12 hours later. Now, it's 12 hours later at Boston winter. So maybe. But his insides weren't, were also not frozen. When they cracked him open, steam came out. Oh, the interior. Wow. All right. 
That was warm water. Mm. I'm I'm not okay with this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, once we saw once we saw that uh, the decision was ultimately made that the the body would be uh, destroyed in the, and sterilized in mm-hmm. the, the best way possible. But there's more to it than that. Um, we were put under pressure from the police commissioner to turn over an, uh, an object from the, uh, the Burmese guy, the one who did not sort of mummify, the one who apparently died of a heart attack. The Burmese man uh, had an object in his possession, uh, a small metal cylinder, uh, silvery, uh, with an eight-sided uh, figure at each end, and a cap that slid off. And inside of that was uh, a scroll uh, written on vellum with some sort of Egyptian hieroglyphics on it. What did the commissioner make to take it? Uh, we were told to turn it over to the Cabot Museum, as they were the ones best able to make heads or tails of it. Uh, so far, almost four months later, four, over four months later, Nothing has come out of the Cabot Museum as far as telling us what this thing is or isn't. Um, but there was a very strange incident during the initial examination of the bodies. There were, well, there was plenty of strange things. I mean, the guard had been killed uh, using a, um, a a silk cord with a um, Indian coin wrapped up in the base of it. Now I have found out later that is a ducky ducky practice. Um, the uh, but the the mummy the one that was on display had. I had been in there for the earlier incidences. I'd, I'd seen, I'd been there and seen the display. The mummy's position uh, was always crouching, right? Ass on the ground, right next to its, its heels, right? Knees up, uh, hands up, covering its its face. You could see the mouth below, right? That night, the hands were down over the mouth. And the eyes were exposed. And they were open. And they were wet. Over the course of the night, they closed. But before they closed, um, Dr. Johnson uh, examined those eyes and claimed that he, he went into hysterics saying that he could see something in the iris, see something in the lens. Um, some of the other people who were there, like uh, uh, Dr. Minot and Mr. Moore, also looked, but they said they couldn't see anything distinct, but there was some thing, some sort of flaw or damage in the, the retina of both eyes of the mummified corpse. We're not talking about the Fijian. I'm talking about the ultra the mummy. Um, 
I've also heard on the back side that uh, these images disappeared from the iris, which eventually became perfectly normal before the eyes closed again. Um, now, uh, that's just that is a you know that's a rumor that I've picked up from some of the people who were uh, who worked there as uh, guards. Uh, again, we're talking about people who are uh, retired Boston police in some cases, and so um, they were happy to share information with me. But um, when Dr. Johnson uh, looked into the eyes of that mummy, he he did have he go he did go into hysterics, but he also had sort of a fit that almost was like a stroke. And that he he couldn't he tried to speak but his jaw wouldn't work. He spoke through clenched teeth. His his fingers and hands closed up into these little fists. And um, one of their staff, uh, I don't remember if it was Minot or Moore, uh, picked up the the case that metal case that was from the Burmese and pushed it against the, pushed it up against. Um, Johnson's hands until his his stroke or his fit passed. Um, the uh, we took a, we took uh, possession of it because it was part of the deceased's uh, personal items, but um, the commissioner is you know. Uh, golfs and drinks with Cabot and, uh, and Saltonstall, so uh, you know, or his boss does. So at some point, we were told to give them back up because they would uh, to they they would be able to make a, a proper assessment of them. Um, the um, the whole thing sounds a lot like uh, those. Stories that the that the the uh, was that Martinet and um, uh, uh, Reynolds were publishing the year before um, using uh, <laughs> using those uh, uh, those those books like uh, the Black Book uh, the Von Jones Black Book to uh, to as as jumping off points for what they're talking about. Now, go ahead and give me a. Um, uh, roll under, uh, I guess it's going to be against your intelligence. Time's right. Both of you. Okay. Type on the sheet. Uh, it should be 70%, not 70%. Yes. Okay. Oh, did I mistype? Yes. Yeah. Uh, 13. Eight, 18 out of 75. That's good. 13 out of 70. 13 out of 70? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, that's, that would be, well, it's not a crit anymore. <laughs> you keep forgetting that we moved on to double no. numbers, yeah. which makes... So much more sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Let me get this straight. I have five percent in the skill. Yes. So anytime I succeed, it's a critical success. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Very well. Yeah. It's like black I don't sure. fail or success, succeed spectacularly. Yep. That is <laughs> not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, since you have almost no chance of succeeding, of course, when you do it. Yeah. Spectacular. Well, spectacular. Granted. 5% is only 1 out of 20. That's not that terrible. I've seen worse odds. What's the name of the game? Make yourself memorable. <laughs> you 
always win that. Oh, <laughs> this is true. It's I'll be shark punching for the win. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be under here if you need me. <laughs> but um, anyways, um, uh, let's see, where was I? You guys know that uh, the, the Cult Review article by uh, DeMartini and uh, uh, some of the stuff by Churchward uh, some of that was about uh, was trying to come up with sort of uh, uh, explain that there is a, there's a legend or a myth behind every myth and, the, and, and particularly the, the Martini thing out of New Orleans uh, that the Gorgon myth, that the Medusa myth has an origin and an actual effect whether that is an effect by Preternatural means, or through a science that we do not yet understand, and that um, this uh, this land of Mu, this this lost continent, was uh, until it was sunk beneath the waves, was ruled by a kind of protection uh, racket, where uh, they had a gorgon, they had a gorgon that existed um, trapped in a kind of labyrinth uh, at the center of their civilization um, a fort a prison, something like that something to keep it from getting out but that um, uh, the priests who guarded the labyrinth uh, basically uh, did not guard it in a kind of you know, we're going to lay down our lives to keep this thing from getting out. Uh, more of a, we're going to totally pick which one of you guys gets sacrificed to uh, appease the problem in the labyrinth, and so it'll never come out. <laughs> All right. um, and they had their their rituals and their 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 uh, sacrifices and their juju, uh, according to Martini, that would make sure that the the petrifying demon would never emerge from the labyrinth and never turn the city. To stone and destroy all the residents, um, and as they were the only guys who knew that, read those rituals and those sacrifices and those those cantrips, uh, they sort of became the most important people in town. And as such, they were the kind of guys who did not get put on trial for things like rape, murder, theft, whatever, you know, because. What are you going to do? Put us in prison? You know, the, 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 the boogaboo, the, the, the juju monster will come down out of the, out of the, uh, out of the uh, prison and uh, roast you all with its, its Medusa-like petrification power. I guess you're just going to have to let this, you know, these uh, 814 charges of, uh, you know, child cannibalism just, just go right on by. Well, I, I throw that out as, a, as an extreme example, but the idea was is that they were above the law, Above secular power, could not be tried, could not be accused, um, and basically had the ability of life and death over the citizens of being able to pick out. Uh, we've checked with the, the, the augurs and the signs, and we're absolutely positive that Bob here, who I owe money to, mm-hmm. totally needs to be sacrificed this month. Sorry. <laughs> so it was that sort of setup. Yeah. Um, and that uh, there is a, as part of this myth cycle, there is a story of a, uh, an audacious, and this is all the stuff that just showed up in the papers, you know, um, 
that there was a story, part of that myth cycle involves a story of an audacious priest who attempted to overthrow the, the, uh, the demon that haunted the city. And uh, to overthrow the demon, he uh, had a scroll prepared that would protect him from the demon's petrifying powers and that uh, he would be able to have access to the, to the prison and therein uh, find ways to lock this demon away forever. Um, but that somehow the, uh, the priests of this religion, uh, realizing that if the demon was defeated, their meal ticket was gone, sabotaged the effort somehow. So that instead of uh, ending the demon's reign, this man went up there and being the first person in thousands of years to actually see what they were afraid of in that huge uh, edifice or fortress up there, just never returned and became sort of a, a warning to everyone. See, I told you not to go muck with it. We're just lucky that it didn't come down here and eat the rest of us. Fortunately, me and the rest of the guys totally sacrificed the right people, you know, <laughs> last week, and that kept everybody safe. So, you're welcome. <laughs> um, What's with these four Kobo corpses? Don't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that is sort of the bit cycle of these, that uh, some of this New Orleans guy, Demarcus, uh, tapped into. And he brought, you know, he and his... Uh, interview in his article and with subsequent interviews that he was willing to give to the press said that he was getting his information from a book uh, by a German occultist named uh, Friedrich von Junst who <laughs> wrote a book called uh, Unspeakable Cults uh, it's got some other name in German like in 1849 the translation is Unpronounceable Cults yeah it is the proper pronunciation is actually Unpronounceable Cults but that's because Lovecraft fiction, fiction has a bad relationship to the German language. It's not the only flub as far as uh, bad German goes in Lovecraft. Necronomicon's not very good either as far as Latin. But yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, but uh, yeah, the book was written in the 19th century. It was supposedly a, uh, what do you call it, a... Um, an expose. This one news guy was supposed to be an investigator, investigated all these these weird religions and old cults and uh, exposed all their secrets, which might account for why they murdered him about a year after the book, or somebody murdered him uh, a year after the book. He just fell on a dagger, it's fine. <laughs> Repeatedly. <laughs> a, a dagger in the face, in the shape of of claws that pulled out his throat in a locked room in his house. Yeah. Yeah, it's a specialized dagger. You have yeah, to wait three for it. <laughs> I don't know how many times people have been cleaning their bear traps and then yeah, yeah, yeah. never seen again. It's a common. There's problem. a lot of energy in the spring in that bear trap. Just snap, boom, right out of the chimney. It's a German's how to build a good uh, bear trap. What Perhaps was it? it was stolen away by an orangutan <laughs> out of a post story. Um, regardless. <laughs> That would be a great twist in a lot of the Delta Green game. They're building up to tentacles and horror, it's just an orangutan. It's just an orangutan with a straight razor. Again! This is the third orangutan! 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm suddenly reminded of... Was it Baby Boomerangatang? <laughs> that was it. That was one of the superheroes from The Tick. was Baby Boomerangatang. <laughs> it was a guy in an orangutan suit with a bandolier of baby dolls, which he would throw and... Wow. They would come back. Yeah. So they were Plus, he was a baby boomerang. He was a middle aged guy. Okay, so. Should we make up a long list of things? Yeah. Oh, um, what's <laughs> like, what like friendly policy at this time in history? Because, like, it sounds like O'Keefe knows oh, enough no, that the PGA might he, go through a friendly. There wouldn't be friendlies at this point. Yeah. But there would be, like, well, you're allowed to contact. Um, still he spills a lot of information about you. It's a stipend yeah. from your government. It's your Uncle Sam. Just yeah. saying thank you. It's not a bribe. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, uh, you know, some of the stuff uh, I'm throwing at you is like, well, you read that, but it wasn't yeah. quite as important yeah. as now you're, you're getting the connections But like, he's aware of But he's... Thinks that he thinks that if that story is true, then if that stupid mummy is the guy who went up the hill mm-hmm. and got zapped because he had the wrong scroll, then the scroll that the Cabot Museum had originally Most didn't work. Scroll. But the, the one, one that they the brought guy. with them yeah. was either the original one or a copy. Um, that they brought why they wanted to defrost this guy is beyond me because it looks like he killed them for it when they they came to to thaw him out from his thousands of years of slumber uh, their reward was to die horribly at his hands I mean one guy ended up as a mummy the other guy ended up with a ticker Stopped like somebody hit a, a, a clock with a hammer. Um, where that other mummy is, I don't know. Um, but, uh, I, you know, and again, I don't know what possible interest these guys could have with the mummy, but it seems like they tried to get the mummy out of the museum multiple times when that failed, moving a whole mummy. They hit on the bright idea of, well, we'll just bring the scroll to the museum and then that worked out great for them <laughs> the question is is where's the scroll now Most scrolls and where's the other museum mummies mm-hmm. potentially that's possession two dangerous sides of the equation here well it seems like the cabinet museum has everything yeah do, do we which might mean that if you just put them on the shelf too close to each other they probably would be grouped together well they're probably the, the first to realize he's that. melting now yeah. yeah well as far as them melting him out we suggested it's, I had suggested that we bring the scroll back and apply it to the Fijian. <laughs> I mean, it was too late. He was dead. I mean, if he had been alive during the autopsy, we killed him during the autopsy. We suggested bringing the, the scroll back just to see if it would have an effect, but they said that's a... The response we got was that it was a ridiculous idea and that, it, that we're not going to do that. And yeah. the best-case scenario does work sounds like there's a window where, because like, okay, you're exposed to the, you expose the scroll to the mummy, the mummy begins to thaw, and then something the mummy does kills you. Yeah. 
I'm trying to not matter again because I know the story. Uh, <laughs> something where the mummy kills you, which means there is at least a window when the mummy is dangerous. Yeah. Even if, like, end result is grandma comes back. Yeah. Uh, there is a time when grandma will kill you. Well, it might just be that, you know, how good a mood is he going to be in? Mm. Yeah. If he's been left. These are the guys who fucked him over. Mm. If these are actually the descendants of the people who screwed him over, how good a mood is he going to be when he wakes up? I mean, why wouldn't revenge be the absolute first thing? The weird thing is it didn't finish. I mean, it didn't finish with. Yeah, the mummy moved. His hands moved, weirdly, um, by the time we saw it this, the, the, that last night. But why didn't it just pick up the scroll? Although it's seeing the possibility of we're dealing with the, the, the uh, dealing with gaining some, a mystical artifact that could help us, you know, freeze dries people in order until the point where we want to interrogate them. <laughs> You're already looking to weaponize. <laughs> well, that, that's, yeah, this is how we get Majestic 12. Well, no, no, that's Do you want Majestic 12? Hold on, hold on. Even though that's the possibility, it seems like basically like maybe the museum, museum should just burn to the ground and take it with it. <laughs> oh, the players are already at the arson stage of the investigation. Yeah, like oh. best case scenario, burn them up. Aaron's sprinting while we're on the marathon. <laughs> just like, Cup in the yeah, so, so, okay, well, the so, first question really is back like over to these guys, a little drunk, and like, so what do you know about them? No. <laughs> well, how do you know about, you know about burning a mummy? Do you want um, me to punch it? I can do I, that. <laughs> okay, so we could drag it behind a car. <laughs> we can tear it in the streets of Boston. Wow. You ready to talk yet? <laughs> yeah. The mummy attached to the balance bumper, Very bouncing him over cobblestone streets until he's worn yeah, yeah, down yeah. to a bag of guts. <laughs> um, oh, God. The real question is what the motives of the Cabinet Museum and the yeah. foundation. Yeah. What do they like, gain from it? There's, there's, if in the best case scenario, they are good patriotic citizens that if we told them we're from the government and we're here to help, that they would like give us the mummy because we we could even give them some information like this has happened before. That's why mm-hmm. we're worried about it. We need to to figure this out. So our own say our you know American citizens are safe from this threat. So please give us the mummy. Well, uh, so uh, that that is if they are actually if their if their motive is to protect this mummy from the war, from evildoers and to, to somehow try and contain this menace, they might actually just give us the mummy if we tell them, yeah, this has happened in other places, we need to figure this shit out, give us the mummy. I don't think they'll give us the mummy even no. if it's a good way to do it. But if we give them that information... I think yeah, what we do is we come to them I and think say, that will start bad things if we give them that information. Yeah. I, think, I think what we do is we come to them and say, someone's going to attack the mummy, um, or, or try and steal it. Uh, uh, would, you like us, gunning, go would you like us to supplement your security... Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah. And we are the inside. That's still six on. Okay, so but that's an ongoing thing. Like in that case, it's like okay, you, you're you're being attacked. Why don't we move this mummy to a military base? Hmm. Or what yeah. about just yeah. get them to move it at all? We hit the convoy. And drink. Yeah. What about what well, about that's Plan C? That might be somebody else's plan too. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, this place is Fort Knox. Yeah. You don't knock over Fort Knox. You knock over the armored car. Yeah. I, I'm assuming this is taking on later as so we're discussing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But Carver is carrying a pistol. 
Mm-hmm. How about we put him under surveillance and see where he goes? And if he goes somewhere interesting, we go and hit that place. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like we have some people who... Uh, we could break in. I could break into uh, his house. And do, look yeah, right the house the seems more like a... Uh, yeah. 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 Where the scroll might be being kept, possibly. Or... I'm just saying that we, we looked at the place. Mm-hmm. There were men with guns, mm-hmm. and you said something about a double locked door in the basement. Yes, like, okay. which and only uses two specific keys. Yeah, okay, um, need a, and guard dogs at night. Yes, yeah. I'm thinking there's two people that lock the the, the keys, mm-hmm. and Carver is one of those people, or the curator. But was Carver the curator or the? He's a, he's a, he was an assistant, mm-hmm. but he is not the acting curator. The acting curator was named uh, William Mason. All right. Okay. Well, we've also got a missing staff member, so potentially yeah. one key is in the wild. That is a good point. Yeah. Maybe Mason is the person we need to follow. Mm. It could not even be them. It could be the foundation owners. So. Yeah, because yeah. Mason could be Cabin a red herring in this situation. Salt and sweat, or whatever. Well, well <laughs> salt and stall. I, I'm just thinking that. Salt and sweat. Look, yeah, his sure. name's Dudley. He's got to go. That's all there is to it. <laughs> uh, okay. So here, here, here's my thought. The curators, might perhaps, or he, he knows, he knows this. He knows about this. Yeah. We follow him. We put our men on. See where he goes. And if it turns out to be interesting, well, then we take hold of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm mad at Jason. Here's where you come in. I, I, I'm, I'm I can say, help I'm just too. saying that I'm, 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 I'm ready to carry trial on these. We're in an impasse right now. We're, we're in an impasse. We do have much to do, so I definitely say break into the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mold, mold. <laughs> yeah, we didn't bring him on a second story. We ordered that. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I invite the curator to dinner, and then you have a rummage through his. his I feel like that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. Just dump everything that looks scribbly outside. I'll take it. Anything bound in human flesh. Yeah. Uh, Anything that like you and sketch something. Get this. You've about the anthropodermic bibliography. Yeah, what? Uh, but okay, if we're not assuming. Oh, yes. We're trying to. So, what is the motive of the cabin? Why importance. are they messing with this? Quite a few. If so many people have been killed at this point, like, why um, are they doing this? Yeah, um, can I make a cold roll on the mummies? Hmm? Can I make a cold roll on the mummies? Like, uh, if, like, go if, ahead yeah. and make a cold roll. Yeah. What are you trying to determine? I'm, I'm just. So, this moving. Mm-hmm. Does it. The, the the journalist who wrote for the Boston Pillar, right? Mm-hmm. Is he still around? Um, you guys contact the Boston Pillar. Uh, he does not work there anymore. Uh, he quit. Hmm. <laughs> Do they have a last oh. address? Um, basically, uh, his his uh, <laughs> uh, the editor said that no, I don't know a forwarding address. He le- to the best of my knowledge, he. Left the city. He was unhappy with the. He was unhappy with the editorial relationship. Oh. Uh, but but back to the mummies for a second. I was thinking that what it, I'm looking for a link between the mummies and the. I mean, and the, the Gordon makes the mummies, as as far as I understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which the, which is not. Uh, attached to any other myth- mummy mythology. Yeah, okay. So this, mummies, is, uh, this is something else. Yeah, mummies mm-hmm. are usually things people do to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mummies yeah. is a uh, yeah, universal grave preparation. Yeah, Sometimes right. they're accidental. Yeah, so, so this is something else. But petrification, a basilisk, cockatrice, yeah, yeah, yeah. gorgons, so this is, something is, 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 is almost universally stone. Okay, okay. So I'm, so I'm going to chance it on natural 5%. <laughs> 
Oh, go ahead and make me a roll. See what you come up with. All right, natural five percent. Get it. One, one, one. No. Who's wrong? Oh. Forty-two. Forty-two. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> again, well, I'll tell you what. You know enough to know that um, petrification. Unnatural petrification uh, uh, is not associated with mummy mythology. Um, although there's a certain amount of baka put it together, you know, for the afterlife from the Egyptian mummies. Yeah. Most mummies aren't like that. Most mummies are just dead. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just sh- eternal shrines to the person who's it's died. It's a funeral practice. Yeah. And only, if, uh, only the Egyptians that I'm aware of have the thing where your body is necessary to reunite with your spirit to do a whole... You know, afterlife mm, yeah. and get past That's the gates yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, so the idea of an animated mummy uh, comes from that and is, of course, filtered through shit. It's 1932. Karloff's done his thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys were probably in the cinema and saw the whole thing where he went for a walk. <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah, right. Poor old, poor old Boris doesn't spend a lot of time in the sort of classic mummy outfit in that movie. He goes, he goes very quickly to a kind of uh, uh, Imhotep, you know, mm. thing. Uh, very early on in it, I personally like that makeup even better with the crazy, weird, yeah. you know, papyrus skin. And yeah. I'd like to show you a tomb out of the goodness of my Egyptian heart. Come this way, meddling foreigners. <laughs> so, so, like a history lesson. But, but yeah, I feel. It. Does unnatural give me anything else? No. Unnatural, you can roll on that. But that's what just just roll. Yeah, that can yeah. make it. Okay. Okay. So. Now, I'll tell you what your natural knowledge right now is. Um, your unnatural knowledge is that uh, there is, you know that the, uh, you know that this stuff is true as far as the Navy is concerned. Um. Um, you may have even seen some of the evidence. You've also seen the evidence of Innsmouth. Uh, seen some specimens. Yeah. So you've seen those kind of specimens. You know that there are preternatural creatures. I mean, the problem with Innsmouth is it's like, well, it's, it's the creature from the Black Lagoon. It's just another uh, branch of evolution. See? Explained away. Everyone's safe. Go back to having a normal day. Mm. Um, you know, it doesn't speak to any huge or cosmological nightmares that you don't want to be thinking about. Um, both of them are connected to sort of sunken civilizations, but the other aspect of Kosre was that the Japanese were conducting digs on the island in some archaeological sites that appeared to be some sort of old civilization uh, of which some structures were still on non-Madal. Mm. Uh, sorry, not Namadal. Namadal's in Phnom Penh. I meant to say Kosri. Mm. But Kosri is a real island. It really does have lesser structures than Namadal. You know guys know Namadal is, right? Namadal yeah, is a city on the lake. Yeah, it's this crazy series of islands that have been built up using this you know, basalt stone. And when they say cyclopean construction, they literally mean, you know, rocks fitted together with no masonry and almost no, uh, you know, space between the stones, and it was built by some civilization that had their shit together on the island of Penampe, and then, I don't know what, ran out of food, pulled an Easter Island, pulled uh, Anasazi, and crashed and burned. And they're super weird and super old and have a a kind of rough, nasty, mehr kind of like uh, like Malta, like mm-hmm. some of those structures on Malta. Yeah. Uh, well, Kosri has some of that as well. 
um, from some other civilization. Nobody's sure if there's a connection, but Kosrae was an island that Kosrae almost got wiped out by um, gonorrhea because sailors used to stop at it all the time because it had a water source. Unlike a lot of the islands in the South Pacific, there was tons of water on this island, and you could rewater your ships, and you could trade iron tools for some nookie. And the result was is that like some crazy portion of the local population were sterile because of all the syphilis and gonorrhea that had been dropped off by the sailors and the island almost went extinct in real life. And one reason it got brought back is because some very puritanical um, missionaries showed up to deliver a kind of Christianity that was about keeping your pants on. <laughs> and while the Tahitians are still walking around bare-breasted and in grass skirts, the, the Coast Raids are all in like cotton shirts and pants and dry, long dresses and things in the 1930s and have a very, even today, have a society where they're like, you know, they don't laugh at fart jokes. They're, they're really, they're really steadfast, and you know. But there's there's still people on that island, and they still have these weird megalithic sites on it. Um, and there was the Japanese when they were digging around in one. And uh, so, as far as you know, a connection to a sunken civilization, the Coast Ray incident is sort of is related. Um, now the problem was. No one ever found a scroll like it's being described. Right. And while the Americans still had uh, some Japanese they initially picked up in a lifeboat that were frozen to the oars, you know, um, they... Uh, okay, so why does our mummy kill people but there's mummies done? Well, that the mummy that kills is, like, old. It's mm-hmm. from... That civilization, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. So, we just scroll. Uh, so and obviously, the well, eyes are moist. It's still alive. Yeah. Eyes are still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's alive for thousands of years. Yeah, and it was also if it's the guy, yeah. it was directly exposed to the problem. Yeah, it's, and it's got nothing filtering it. Yeah, yeah, and somehow it's able to transmit that Gorgon effect. Because remember, someone said uh, someone so looked at the eyes and saw that they there was something in 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 yeah. the that they could see in the retina. So some replica or copy of it was uh, left the there. So like, the, yeah. Last thing I'm at Dead Man's But I mean, at a certain point, there's a Xerox effect. I imagine a copy of a copy yeah. of a copy mm-hmm. of a copy is not as effective as the original. So I'm thinking maybe the Gorgon effect that happened in 1919 was like it, it only ha- it only it, it only lasts so many generations away from the the source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So. There's so, a, well, let's throw this out again because you have had the entire Gordon file. The vast majority of the Japanese sailors who died on the island of Kosovo, and there's mostly Japanese sailors. Yeah. Uh, it's a naval expedition. Most of them died, uh, were found in this condition, sitting in a field in front of a uh, sheet of, uh, of sail tarp that had been hung up uh, to project a movie onto it. Uh, okay. So an archaeologist recorded a source or a near copy of the source. Okay. And tested and they showed it to everyone. Yeah. So our guys working with the primary, they were working with the secondary. Source. So yeah. So. But someone survived long enough to make a film and was able to display it. Yeah. So either they knew not to look at it themselves and wanted to see what it would do to other people. Um, or gone through a few editors. Yeah. <laughs> 
or maybe they had it. Yeah, so maybe the worst case scenario is the Japanese do have a copy of the source because the the guy, the film editor, the filmmaker left the island with that because mm-hmm. uh, they didn't recover a film. It doesn't say it in the file you were given. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like we should uh, recover Dr. Mason, who's the curator. Yes. Yeah. Um, Back in the present. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you so mean like I kidnap it? him or just like go through his shit? Brace him. Yeah. I mean, I'm not in charge. I, I'm just thinking that my motivation is that I should keep the secret secret, and it's better that we put him somewhere we can't tell anything because Wait. if he knows something. Well, well let, think- let's get leverage on him first. Maybe we could let's research him yep. and figure out one. Does he have a family member he gives a shit about in the Navy? Okay, <laughs> hey, that's a great leverage. Who, who has a We're captain? Pitch cousin Jimmy over the overboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who we're gonna well, clean the anchor. And- does anyone have counting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be the fun. Accounting. Accounting? Yeah. Um, look up his like finances and see where he's weak. <laughs> like, my, where, yeah. who's he paying to? Yeah, well, just the good news is that we've been paying income tax since 1916, so mm-hmm. he's got taxes on. File. I mean, it, it, it's, it's yeah. Let's like, just dig up dirt on him. And yeah, see yeah. What yeah. I mean, the, you, you will find it pretty easy if you look at the And um, if we want to take him, we do have you know our us uh, like I, I, I think we should just like start taking him until we find some dirt on him as we go along. I mean, it's just easier to make him. Want to help us hmm. because if not, okay, we'll ruin well, his well, life. The <laughs> well, and part of it is gathering information, kidnapping, right. blackmail. Well, yeah. the, the conti- I have a gun the... to your head. Tell right. us your secrets. Well, yep. Yeah. Okay. So, I'll 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 tail him. Uh, actually, the three of us can tail him after work. Yeah. Um, we can take turns doing that and just see if he does anything. We do that for a day or two. Yeah. Um, okay. well, and the, then while you three, you know, book nerds can look up shit dirt on him and see if you find anything. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, then let's go and do this. Uh, you guys give me a, um, uh, an awareness roll, please. Every last one of you. Okay. That is not the oh, book sorry. nerds. The book nerds do not get an awareness roll. Just these guys. Just the, the, the grunts. The grunts get an awareness roll. Yep. Nine. Yeah, 19. 16. Under 16. All right, well, you guys are like Johnny on the spot. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's what happens. You guys um, uh, end up... Uh, uh, you see the doctor uh, leave the house uh, uh, one night in a hurry uh, on foot. Leaves the house, goes down to... You see him they're walking along. Do you follow on foot or do you follow uh, in the car? Or you got some guys on foot? And like, I, yeah, I'll be on foot. I'll take the car with lights off like really far back, just okay. like menacingly. I, I would have told <laughs> you that. Uh, it is seven, winter. Seven. Okay. In, uh, well, actually, no, it's spring now in Boston. So. I would have told you that he's armed. You go with the wheel. Uh, yeah. I'll go yeah, with the wheel yeah. man and I'll go on foot. Um... Uh, here's something else. Would, actually, let me back this up. What you would have noticed is um, that, uh, let's see here, he would have left with his vehicle. Uh, go ahead and give me a drive vehicle roll. 26 out of 82. Okay. You Jesus. You tail him in such a way that he does not apparently show any sign that he is being followed. He ends up going to the homes of Lawrence Cabot. And while you're sitting there, outside the home, you uh, see a couple of other people turn up to the house. 
Um, in, uh, and since you would have had files on everybody with little photographs, give me an awareness roll. Yep. Yep. 39. Nine. Okay. 45. Then you guys see that uh, William Mason, the acting curator, Harrison Wells, who's one of the other curators, uh, and good old Dudley Saltonstall. Saltonstall? All show up at Lawrence Cabot's house. That's how we know he's not human. No human has a name like Dudley Saltonstall. <laughs> now, it's about, uh, it's, it's um, after dark, it's like 9 o'clock at night. Um, at some point, uh, you see um, Carver, who may be the youngest one of the bunch, leave the house carrying a valise case. And he goes out and starts taking off. Now, who's following him on foot? I'll follow him on foot. Will you roll your stealth rolls, please? Okay. Uh, yep, 38 out of 77. Okay, you're quiet. <laughs> Damn. Um, then um, you see him go down and go to a po- hang out by a public phone booth until the phone rings and he picks it up. Okay, make a note of the phone because I assume we can pull up records later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's in there for a while, uh, for just a few seconds, really. I mean, maybe 30. Mm-hmm. Um, then he gets out and he begins to, uh, 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 he goes around, uh, eventually goes and gets on uh Public streetcar is going to be one of the last ones running tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and make me a drive roll. Do you get picked up in the car, or do you want to get on the streetcar with them? Uh, I'll get on the streetcar with them. Okay. The car. Uh, 59 at 82. Okay. Uh, give me a, a stealth roll as well. It's modified because it's a... Two. Two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you are the night. Yep. <laughs> I'm not even sure if he knows you're in the cab with Well, him. it's still not uh, impaled because of our new rules, but it's... It's good. It's pretty good. Fine. Um, <laughs> the uh, you uh, all right, give me um, give me human. That's a good question. I have base human. Go ahead and roll it. <laughs> uh, nope. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, he's a person. He sits there with both hands on his valise case and looks around. He is looking around. Mm-hmm. You rolled another two, so yeah. he apparently doesn't pick up that you could be part of the problem. Uh, he gets off. I have my handgun, by the way, obviously. Well, of course. Um, yeah, anything else is back in the trunk of the... Yeah, the trench gun, I imagine, is not concealable. No, it's a, it's a big 12-gauge pump-action They're all the boots. It's fine. With an awesome bayonet, because that's what you want on a shotgun, is the ability to stab somebody. With a reckless range, you can't off, miss, right? you yeah. want to stab and we're back. Uh, we found a hallway where we're able to um, talk. Yeah, attempt a game. It's not the worst place we've gamed at. I mean, we, ah, I see one of our coast conspirators returning. No, there was no Starbucks. Ah, there might be the bar might sell you soda or something. Yeah, like. don't drink soda. Stuff, but I've okay. had my, my soda. I mean, that's happening. I have some sugar soda. All right, so Ross, you move over here. Yeah, yeah. And maybe move the, uh, the device up here. Yeah. Oh, she plays on our No, for her wonderful southern accents. 
They're entertaining. They're they're good. That's all I'm going for is entertaining. All right. What games are you playing on RPPR? Um, what games have we played? Uh, Tales from the Loop. Yeah. Armored Spirals. You're in Trail of Cthulhu. Armored Spirals. That was your first one. I think we played some bubble shoe. Uh, microscope. Played. Uh, microscope, yeah. Um, tons of Delta Green one shots. Yep. Yeah, a bunch of Delta Green one shots, yeah. Uh, that uh, Tokyo one. And she was a sock puppet in our puppet land. Yes, thing. I was a sock well, puppet. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of weight. Yeah. 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 All right. So, we'll leave her by. Quick! Get the horn around, you dirty Sheila, and sit down. <laughs> and now I'm you part of really and fast. now I'm part of the Me Too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of my career. <laughs> Oops. Right to my top like he is a mess. <laughs> all right. Oh, I need dice. So, all right, you guys are. You come a little closer. Yeah. Because yeah. um, now we're so we can all hear. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so you guys are heading off, decided to follow this car, or follow this guy walking around. Uh, I said last time I left us, I believe what I said was he stopped, got off the trolley, and got into, got off and went to uh, another phone booth, uh-huh. checked his watch, waits around, and the phone rings, he answers it. And then, uh, he starts hoofing it off in another direction. In fact, he starts hoofing his way east. Um, at some point, you guys realize that he is uh, heading towards Boston's very own atmospheric and totally above board waterfront. Uh-oh. Yeah, we don't want him to go to the waterfront. Well, I mean, we do, but we don't want him to do anything. <laughs> What's, uh, what's up there? Well, that's where the... Well, that's Best case scenario, he's going to jump on a boat. Oh, right. Worst yeah. case scenario, some boat's coming out of that harbor. So, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's on the grunts. You guys have to make all the heavy decisions while the officers are off yeah. playing nerd stuff. Yeah. yeah. Do you stop him now, or do you stop... Or just keep watching him? Keep following him. Um, yeah, let's keep following him. Keep following him. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do go to the trunk, though. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Grabbing, I'm grabbing my full load out. All right. I don't have time since I'm on the bus. Well, it won't take long for That's them fine. to... That's fine. If it's bad, duck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to take long to get that stuff out of the trunk and throw it in the back seat so that when the time comes, yeah. it can be accessed. Um, he walks. Do you follow him on foot? I'm following him on foot, yeah. Right. And the plan is, is that... The, the car will stay like a corner, a block away, and you'll just keep waving them up. Yep. All right. Give me another stealth roll. Uh, yeah, 74 out of 77. You go down to the, you keep going down further. He eventually uh, crosses into a, um, uh, is a kind, some kind of, um, Not warehousing area, but um, it's kind of the transition area between unloading things on the docks, uh, having the you know the dock workers move it on the trucks, 
it'll then distribute it to various warehouses, things like that. So it's um, uh, this fairly open area. There are uh, no trains moving around in here right now, but there are rail lines that run through it for loading up cargo trains, things like that. There's big wide roads that are in here that have been recently built to accommodate um, large freight trucks, things like that. Um, uh, but it's a big, it's a marsh, I guess you call it a marsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. that's what I'm looking for here. Anyways, um, he uh, he goes out and he sort of wanders out into this marshaling yard. Um, there are lights of the city all over the place. There's a certain amount of reflection of light <coughs> off the heavy clouds over the city. So this, everything has kind of a, a weird glow. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's not a lot of lights in it. You can still make him out as a silhouette. Um, he goes down there and go ahead and make me a stealth roll. Well, that'd be better if it was old school system, but it's still pretty good. Yeah. Um, you sit there watching him at some point. Uh, from another side of the Marston Yard, this uh, uh, sort of uh, it'd be a lot like a. It's not quite a, a panel. It's not a panel truck. It's like a. I want to describe it almost like a Woody. It's a fairly narrow, long uh, vehicle with a cargo section. Uh, doesn't have any windows in it, you know. But there's a front, front two front doors, and then a pair of back doors that open. Um, the car drives across the marshalling yard. Uh, gets up close to him with its lights off. I should note. Um, parks maybe 20 yards away from him. Um, guy gets out of the front passenger seat, fedora, trench coat, walks out to him, um, and the two of them begin talking. Okay. Uh, can I hear them? Make a, make a listen. Alertness. Uh, alertness. Out of 64. Not really. Okay. Um, you can tell he's talking fast. Okay. Um, at some point, he opens up the valise case and holds it up, and the other guy gets out and turns on a flashlight to look in. Maybe another alert. Yeah, 40 out of, or no, 44 out of 64. All right. Ready for the first thing you know, well, what you notice is that the flashlight has got a red lens on it. So he looks around in the, but he looks around inside the uh, bag, and then nods and takes the bag from him. And he turns around, and, he, and the, the stranger signals, and you can hear the sound of the back doors of the van opening up. And two guys come out, and they're walking a third guy between them. And they, uh, they sort of take him around and, and as they're bringing him forward the guy with the who has the valise now is backing away he backs towards the vehicle by the time they pass each other they drop the one guy to the ground and uh, go very quickly to the vehicle um, with that high awareness rule I'm just going to say you can see that the two guys who dropped the fall on the ground have pistols okay and they, get all, they all get back in this vehicle and start to drive off. Now, as soon as they're getting doing that, um, the uh, 
let's see which one of these guys it was. It wasn't Mason. Carver. Carver runs up and starts seeing to the guy who's been dropping the camera. And the vehicle starts to drive away. We do. Alright, so Carver's walking away from it? Or sorry. He goes, Carver goes to the guy who's dropped on the ground. Yeah. From the van. Goes up to see to it and is trying to help him up. Okay. Um, did I get the license plate of that truck? Awareness roll. Alright. Uh, no, that failed actually. Who's your roll? 69 out of 64. Okay. Yeah. Um, you do not see whether or not it has a license plate. Oh, uh, yeah. Or an obscured license plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or a license plate that belongs to that car. Alright. The truck drive towards us or away from us? Um, uh, let's see here. Let's roll randomly. Your direction number one. Uh, no, it is not driving towards you. It is going off at about a 90 degree angle from where your vehicle's at. Well, I'm going to check up. I'm going to, like, the guy that Carver's checking on, can I tell anything about who this person is? Um, go ahead and make me a awareness roll. Uh, nope. Okay, you're not sure who it is. Yep. Um, I'm going to get closer to get a better look. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll again. Alright. 22. 22's a crit. Um, well, it's our, uh, it appears to be our, one of our missing people. Let's see here. It is a, the taxidermist, Mr. Went, uh, Wentworth, Cab- Wentworth Moore. Okay. The one with the wife. Those are are missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in his bare shirt sleeves and bare feet. Okay. No jacket, no tie. Okay. Um, pants, the shirt pulled out over his pants. The guys that dropped him off, the guys that were clearly holding him hostage or whatever, yeah. were they... Can I tell if they were Fiji or Hawaiian or anything like that? Um... I'll tell you what, make me one awareness roll. Yeah, 41. They're really short. Uh, uh, okay. I don't mean four foot. I mean they're like 5'2", five, 5'3". Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. 5'4". Five, so, Alright. Uh, okay. Uh, hmm. This would be a good time to get uh, to confront Carver because he's, you know, got his hands full. Yep. Um, so um, I will approach him. All right. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you okay there? Fred looks kind of drunk or something. Um, he's helping him. He's like, no, 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 my my friend's fine. He's just had just tied a little, a little too much on a little. A little too much imbibed tonight, and uh, uh, thank you. And he starts trying to help him up. And you're getting close enough. Yeah. He's not going to take an awareness roll. See, these guys, you know, one uh, more his eyes are swollen shut. I mean, he's somebody beat the somebody has he's got blood on his shirt. You know, um, shirt's torn. He, he got he's been beaten. To, he's been beaten up. Uh, oh, taxidermy is a tough business, huh? Is, yes, it. What? Who are you? Look, let's um, go have a chat with my friends. I've, I've moved up. I've, when I saw him go, I moved up as well. Right, you probably around. moved up to where you're at the corner that you can see around. Yeah, yeah. And see this marshalling yard. Yeah. Um, or rather, you've moved up because he's a. He, you're in the passenger seat because you can't shoot the BAR in the driver's seat. <laughs> I mean, you can. It's just messy, messy, messy. Yeah. yeah. Man, that is just a stir. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, 
but I, I, I am not at all um, comfortable with the idea that you treated these things. No, 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 no. No, that's just that's just an invitation to sympathetic magic. That's just a bad. Oh, oh, you do that stuff, just not with these guys. All right. Damn. Still looking at me, isn't it? Just, yeah, it's, yeah maybe. Jesus. <laughs> I would say through you. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yeah. all right, back to back to something relaxing. <laughs> but um, we, uh, the Navy has some questions. The, he, he's he's confused. The who? The Navy? The what? Do you actually badge him, as it yeah, were? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a badge, but it's an ID card. Yeah, yeah. Um. He says, um, I, uh, 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 we don't need your help. It's all taken care of now. We just need to... It wasn't a question. We'll go ahead and have a nice little talk. All right, do you wave your car forward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, you're giant, you know, <laughs> um, not Duesenberg. I forgot the name of the uh, Packard. Packard, yes, the Packard rolls up. Uh, you stick them in the car. Yeah. Um... I will say right off the bat that, yeah, uh, Wentworth Moore doesn't look great at yeah. all. He's 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 been worked over pretty pretty thoroughly, and um, uh, a lot of mm, a lot of damage to his face. He's not missing any fingers or anything too baroque, but it's clear that somebody just you know uh, used his head as a as a fastback for a while. Uh, in fact, some of his uh, injuries look old. Um, like he's been re-injured um, anyways um, it's not hard to get them in the car I mean what's he going to do with the wounded guy um, now they're in the back seat of the car what, you drive off where do you take him to oh let's, we're going to have a chat with our uh, uh, commanding officer okay which uh, one who was he well, uh, oh, technically he's the commanding officer yeah there's a couple of yeah. LTs but I think I was the name yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the guy who's good at talking to people yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing the guy good at so yeah. what do you uh, what do you do with him on the way over do you, do you punch him up or uh, uh, work him over on the way soften him up you make him form a naked pyramid like they did it to... no 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 it's just kind of that totally time. worked did it? No, that's right. It didn't work. I forgot. Handcuffs or something? What? We do have handcuffs. Everybody's got to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we got handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. Put him in handcuffs. Yeah. All right. They look dejected. Take, take, take his weapon if he has one. He doesn't. Okay. Uh, how much is he? Don't put him in the back seat while he's got a revolver. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, it's tough to turn around the front seat with a BAR. I've got a 1911 too, so I'm just going to go with that one. Just don't, just don't hit a bump. It's going to turn into fucking Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, be a how are we going to get rid of this guy? Our car is drenched in blood. <laughs> just kind of be an ass and be like, so what's going right for a taxidermist? You shot the plot in the face. <laughs> um... Be the first time. Well, you know, um, he, he tries to, he, on the way, he does some tries to do some explaining, yeah. which mostly have to do with Wentworth being kidnapped. And, you know, we, we, we had to trade them for the, we had to trade them for the, uh, the scroll. Oh, we gave the scroll one. We gave, we gave a scroll to them. We gave them the bad one? 
<laughs> we, I thought that would be best. We all talked about it. We thought it would be best if we gave them. Yeah, you think they're not going to know? I, I don't know. I mean, they'd have to have somebody to, to test it on. And we destroyed the only other mummy. Did we get the rehydration scroll? What? Yeah, you think this is the only time this has happened in the world? How do you think we know about it? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, you really kind of messed up there, did you, Doc? I think basically everyone on the museum staff needs to come in and have a have yeah. a tour. Yeah, you might want to, yeah, we, we kind of need to talk to hash well, this out. What you might want to do is go to a phone booth, call the officers, have them all go to the yeah. house of uh, Cabot, Lawrence yeah, Cabot, yeah. Yeah. where everyone's waiting to hear back from oh, yeah. uh, this yeah, guy yeah. how it went. Uh, that is going to freak them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Send a guy out what, to what get some takeout taxidermists. In front of the entrance and can't get out of the cars? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like walk in and he carries a brownie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we will contact the rest yeah. of our party. Um, the, uh, so like we be academic, right? They, they, yeah. they would be intimidated inside of the one, Yeah, one presumes you would not even have to bring the BAR that just, you know, men, I'm just, I'm just stone-faced saying. gentlemen might be enough to make them... <laughs> I'm just saying if there's, like, knives to come out, I may want like some... If you haven't listened to the Armitage Files, I have a... I have a thing with the BAR. I'll bring it. <laughs> Clearly, you're happy. What you're yeah. saying is you're happy. I'm right? very happy. You know, last time I was doing a gun to a firefight in, in, in the basement, and I wanted like a shotgun and I wanted like, pistols. Yeah, well, a pistol is what you use to fight your way to a long run. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yep. the primary use. All right. so. um, or, and if you have to, you just use it to break contact. Run away terribly say, fast. I, I want something. Or improving morale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A so, pistol? Uh, also, yes. So, yeah. Also, yes. The officers will, will rock up on uh, Cabo House. Leave the orders for like, stay outside for like 20, 30 minutes with uh, Cabo. We want to drop that bomb. Like, Come in and be like, hey, how's it going? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Probably well, shock and awe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then what about the living mummies. Oh, yeah. What living mummies? And then we bring in like, oh yeah, we know you. The two guns have shotguns and pistols. Just, just wait outside. Pistol. Same here in Yeah. It's not gonna go like Double Vision. Did you see the movie Double Vision? It's a, it's a Taiwanese movie, and it has this great moment where they realize. You seen it? I know shocking. Where they, they realize that there a, a temple in China has been dismantled, the Taoist temple has been dismantled, and then rebuilt on like the 70th floor of this office building. So it's like, you know, the cultists have actually moved their the temple into this office building. When the cops go up to raid the place, um, they all show up with guns, you know, out here with a warrant and everything, and the cultists just attack the cops barehanded, maybe a few knives, and it's this horrible, horrible fight in this film where Oh, we've got guns, but we're all squeezed in this close to each other. So shooting all the cultists doesn't really isn't really an option. And it's this horrible fight where, you know, if you brought long arms, it would be even worse. But um, the the cultist police fight from the movie Double Vision, I'll bet somebody has put that on YouTube. All right. And you can there. just look it up. It's, it's there. I promise. I'm it's just there. saying. I've it's awful. Just you know, just get <laughs> ready. So, um, all right, you guys. Uh, the officer's going to go in first, and then you guys are going to bring in uh, Cabot on the count of what? Ten minutes? Twenty minutes? Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. How much time do you want? Twenty? Twenty? Ten? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What do you guys want to do when you go knock on the door? Because you're met. I mean, you're not you're gonna knock on the door or you're just gonna kick the door in. How are you gonna get into the Lawrence Cabot's house? I, I feel like we should be. Well, it's, it's, it's a, 
you know, it's a house rather than like an estate. Yeah, it's like, a brownstone. So it is a door. You just walk up yeah. to it and knock on the front, door. There's a front gate, a front garden. It's a home inside um, Beacon Hill, Boston. So it's really not a brownstone. It's separate. It's got a yard, but it's not an estate with rolling hills or something like that. It's just a. It's not quite, but it's close to being like a zero lot house, but you know, built in the 19th century. You know, it's not. There's not orchards around it. There's a front yard. There's narrow side yards. There's probably some backyard. Back alley for the trash, things like that. You don't put your trash out front. 1932, it goes out back in an alley where the hoi polloi pick it up. But um, um, yeah, there's there's a front walkway. It's well lit. The streets well lit. Is it? Hey, it's Beacon Hill. There's lights everywhere. Uh, it's late at night. Uh, you get a um, uh, you uh, uh, actually get. Uh, one of our staff from the um, uh, from the Cabot Museum, uh, Wells, Dr. Wells opens the door. Uh, a servant does not open the door, but Dr. Wells opens the door. Um, uh, but there's a chain still on the door. So, you know, it says, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very late. Who are you, sir? Uh, yeah, Dr. Wells, isn't it? Yes. Uh, my name is Armstrong. I'm here on behalf of the U.S. government. Put in the door. I know there's a chamber. It just looks like that. Um, I'm sorry. Um, perhaps we could speak at my office tomorrow? I'm afraid this is a matter of urgency, sir. You're going to have to let me in. will persuade. See if that's enough to get him to open the door. <laughs> You're going to have to let me in. Uh, that's it. Transparent dice aren't great, but that's a 54 out of 61. Um... He opens the door. He accedes to authority. And um, he might say something like, um, can you show me identification? And identification. When you do, he opens the door. Um, the three of you stomp in. Hello, 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 hello. Um, uh, Don't bite my shoes. But perhaps, uh, um, is this a... Uh, uh, what, what, who, where, how, what... He has a lot of questions. Uh, look, just a quick look around. Who else is about the house? Is there, is there like, a, board, like a, a sitting room would usually be like straight off from the entrance well, hall? Yeah, you're, you're going to see that there's some sort of what do you call a parlor or sitting room yeah. right up front. Um, you'll, uh, what you'll find is a whole bunch of cigarette and cigar smoke in that room. And... Um, you know, a bunch of guys, there are guys standing around in there, including uh, the man of the house, Mr. Cabot, uh, Saltonstall, and um, Mason. Uh, those guys are all sort of in that room with drinks in their hands and, and cigarettes. And, you know, there's an ashtray filled with cigarettes uh, and stubbed out, you know. Um, oh, you know, what's the burning the midnight oil? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. This is my, my, my name is uh, Lawrence Cabot. This is my home. Um, he's like, well, well, he says that like, well, what are you letting these people? Who are these people? And Will says, they're with the, they're with the government, sir. What government? You know, <laughs> the, the national government as opposed to the state government. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we won't take up much of your time. Uh, well, you spend a great deal of time and effort uh, hardening your museum against. Uh, well, we've, 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 had a number, we've had a number of mm, ugly incidents there, obviously. Uh, we've uh, 
we've just taken this, the, the, the proper steps to, to make sure that the... Oh, the proper steps. The proper steps that the main museum is secure. Uh-huh. As, as this is going on, I was just walking past and like walk around and just watching like an exit door maybe. Okay. Yeah, so um, there are side doors in this place. Yeah, yeah. There's also a back door. Um, I'm like large storage Oh, I'm sorry. You're thinking about uh, yeah. inside the building, not the outside. Gentleman, the gentleman. Like, okay. Just stand, like, There's, there is another, there is a big drawing room where you pull aside, split down the middle, rolls on, rolls into the wall. There's another back door that probably yeah, goes back in towards the kitchen. I'll just close that and like latch on it. All right, so you're all in the same room together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just to make sure. All right. Tell me, Mr. Cabot. None of these guys look like they're going to jump face first through a window, but all right. Tell me, Mr. Cabot. Uh, Mr. Cabot, Dr. Cabot. Mr. Cabot. Uh, what do you understand about the uh, type of people that have been harassing you? Well, they've been some sort of uh, foreign fanatics of some sort. But you've had no direct contact with them. Uh, no, uh, we haven't. No one in this room has? <coughs> no, no. Um, we've just read the police reports, and uh, yes, and... and I'm, okay, and we've timed it so that... Yeah. Not, not, not. So, Are you sure about that, Mr. Cabot? Um, because yes, yes, we're sure about that. <laughs> No, because we have some uh, interesting clients that might in. be a little I'll walk. So I walk them in. I walk them yeah, in. Yeah, I was like, so, um, yes. Uh, well, right, here's, here's, here's our two. Here's the two yeah, big moves. Well, you, so, you bring these two guys in. They sit Wentworth more down in a chair so that he can, you know, contemplate the number of teeth he has left. <laughs> and there is a moment where they sort of, you know... Um, Wells is very much like, oh, my God, sir, are you okay? And the other two guys, like... Um, uh, Dudley just sits down and drinks, you know, and um, Cabot just, if anything, get, tries to look stiffer and stand up straighter, you know, and so and doesn't say anything. It's just like, and um, I'll let all my girls out here. I'm saying to them, we know you've been in contact with and trying funds and uh, resources to a criminal organization. Uh, just to inform you all. It is uh, a criminal offence to deceive law enforcement in the course of an investigation. It is. We're they, they try. A we're not agreeing, We're not proceeding law enforcement. We just had to get. We had to get Wentworth back. Punishable up to five years in federal jail. But thank, thank God they don't. Well, let's I see if they have law. Gentlemen are very stressed and have had a hard nope. time of it. <laughs> Ninety-four. Nope. <laughs> and. 76. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> they, um, they're like, oh dear God. He's like, well, I don't think I need to say it. We're not. I'm not saying anything else. This cabinet until I speak to an attorney. And um, and meanwhile, so Wells, we Wells, and, involved. We Wells and Wells and construction and conspiracy case right now. But I'm inclined to be lenient because not meaning any disrespect in this lovely house. You are not the big fish. We are after. What is best for every gentleman's reputation in this room is if you come with us to an, a discreet location, tell us everything you know, your names won't be in the papers, but it is very important that you tell us everything you know. Alright, do you take the where are you taking Boston Naval Yard? Sure. Alright. Um, you can do that. Um, uh, there is some dispute about this. Um, Cabot basically says, I'm not talking until I talk to an attorney, 
but the three guys from the actual museum, yeah. Mason Wells and Carver, are like, we didn't, you know, we wanted to call the cops from the start, you know, and this asshole over here, he's the one who said that we couldn't survive the scandal after the other thing, you know, and is like, shut your mouth, you know, that's not working, he just keeps going on, but they'll go, Kevin's like, I'm not leaving and you'll have to place me under arrest, you know, and if I do, I want my phone call, and, um, uh, Dudley just wants to leave. I don't just, I'm just going to go because I'm. I really wasn't involved. In this. Sit down. The, the other guys want. To, they, they're. They want to talk. In fact, you know, Wentworth Moore is like, I want to get those bastards. I took my teeth. You know, whatever. Yeah. You know. This also, is, this is good. This is good. So, if you want to remove them from this place, you can. We can interrogate them right here. Which one do you want to do? Uh, here they're grouped together. It's a place they're comfortable with. That's not ideal interrogation. Uh, yeah, you want them separated. You want them uncomfortable. Roll me under. Uh, uh, all right. Well, if you want to take them out and take them to the naval yard, that's fine. Uh, you really have no powers of arrest, so you really can't yeah, take. That's why I'm not going to phrase this as your arrest. It's like yeah. investigative. Yeah. Tell us what you know. But uh, uh, wait, yeah. if Dudley can leave on his own and scurry out to find his car. Um, if you take the other four with you, you can take them to the Navy Yard. Cabot refused to leave. He's just not doing it. He's just, he's like, fine, I'm, I'm calling my attorney. In fact, he goes and gets a phone and starts calling his attorney. Do the rest of you guys just pull these guys out? And, yeah, yeah. Right. What do you do about it? Uh, Wheel Man, I want you to tell Dudley, because uh, I don't trust him not to try and give us the slip. Wheel Man. You want to tell Dudley and see what yes, he does? because if he's slipping right. out, it yeah, sounds like he's going to give us the slip. Give me a, a roll on your drive skill. They're going to go back to the naval yard so you know where to meet them up. His initial thing is to drive a little wobbly, but nevertheless home without leaving his, you know, car paint on the other cars. But he goes home uh, to what the address that's listed in this file is. Parks the car up on the curb and runs in the house and closes the door and closes all the all the blinds. Yeah. That's what you see him do. Uh, how long do you want to stay out and stick around and watch him? Um, the rest of you guys. Yes. The life is there a library in there? Yeah, sure. There's 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 this typical gentleman's library. Can I make like a call? Absolutely, making a a search roll. Search roll. Search roll. Oh, that's not too good. Oh, what's your search? What's your search at? I've got forty-four. Ninety-three. Nope. I can help. So. Good. If you want to search... 19 under 44. Right. 66, I see nothing. All right, 19 out of what? 44. And... 6. Out of... Uh, 76. Uh, all right, you guys have to work quick because Cabot's complaining and calling his attorney. At some point, you know, he's going to get an actual legal opinion about your powers of arrest and detention. So, um... Oh, I explicitly didn't arrest anyone. Yeah, I know, but... There was a threat <laughs> and there were some charges that were talked about. And I just said that... Obstruction of justice is a criminal crime. <laughs> and I insinuated jail time, so, you know. So, um... <laughs> you look at this place, nothing is jumping out. Um, there's nothing in Cabot's place that, that indicates uh, a, a Pacific origin, uh, Southeast origin, nothing related to any of the materials you've previously picked up. Um, uh, there's... 
yeah, there's there's no other uh, sort of there's nothing else in here that, that appears to be there's no copies of von Junst uh, hanging around the shelves. The library is filled with genuine leather-bound editions, first editions of whatever. You know, they appear to be the books appear to be there because they match the sofa. Yeah. And the, that that would be about it. Oh, yeah. look, a wealthy fellow buys. I mean, you touch the you just you really touch the 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 books and they're dusty. Well, they're not yeah. dusty. They'd be clean, but you know, because they'd have uh, made them clean. Yeah. Well, there's a lovely bar inside a globe you can open up. But apart from that, I mean, no. All right, take yourself a gym. Um, you guys get out of there before his attorney shows up. Um, back in the naval yard, it's not going to be hard to find an empty office, empty offices, put people in. Fast forward through your interrogation. What information are you looking for? Um, what do they know about the mummy? What have they done with the mummy? Yeah. Who are the people that they uh, that took Wentworth? They don't know who took Wentworth, well, um, except that they're Japanese. They're all Japanese. Um, they do know that um, uh, they do know that um, the initial plan was to get Wentworth to give them enough inside information about the uh, security system that they could just get rid of him. But once they learned about the security system, they're like, "Well, we're not getting in there. It's going to have to come out." Um, so. They, everybody that you've got here, these three guys, Wentworth, Minot, uh, Dr. Minot, uh, the two uh, trustees, Dr. Minot was the, uh, was the doctor who was stabbed in the back and died. Uh, Dr. Reynolds, the, the previous custodian who's dead or just now have a heart attack. They were all there when they autopsied the older mummy. And it had the exact same conditions as the Fijian who'd been paralyzed. Warm, oxygenated organs with blood supply. A warm, oxygenated brain with a blood supply. Oxygenated means it's still Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it had blood flowing through it that was, you know, that had red in them from the, uh, the, the, the oxygen attached to the red yeah. the blood cells. Um, uh, but they're, they weren't sure what to do with it. Except they, uh, after some quick discussion, they re- they thought the attempt to bring it alive. Maybe we should use the, the what if we use the scroll, um, like they used to prevent Dr. Reynolds from being paralyzed. Um, they said, well, the last person who tried that died. Maybe it doesn't want to be unfrozen. Maybe it just wants to die. So. We had that conversation in front of the stiff, and it didn't do anything. So uh, we used a surgical tool to, to damage the brain until, uh, and, and then the um, it appeared uh, the 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 action of the heart stopped. It did have a slow action, um, and uh, we uh, then proceeded to. Or, or the, the taxidermist went with more and no proceeded to dismantle it into transportable pieces and they uh, took it to a uh, uh, furnace at the medical college for medical waste, amputations, things like that. 
cadavers and burned it. So the original mummy is gone? Gone. Okay. They burned it. And there were two scrolls. Yeah. They've given one away. Yes. Where's the second? It's in, the, it's in Dr. Reynolds' safe. None of us know the combination. Because it was the one that was worth something, we locked it in the safe. The one that was worthless, we left out as a as bait in case anyone actually got in. And Reynolds' the latest time. He was the one who died of a heart attack. Yeah, all right. So we left it out. But we didn't... Uh, you know, we didn't realize we'd have to trade it back. But it was the only one available, so we, we gave them that one. We couldn't give them one. Not that they apparently knew the difference. It's back in the... Um, Is that in the double locker? It, no, it's, it's in the offices of... Uh, it's in Reynolds' office in the... Uh, I can crack safe. Uh, I have a question as well. What is the two keys on the That's just everyone. They're just two locks. Everyone has two keys on the ring. Um... What's down there is um, there's the furnace for the building, which means there's a coal chute access. It's just there's a weak spot in the basement getting in through the through the coal chute. So I mean, yeah, it's padlocked from the inside, but it can still be dismantled. So we add an extra locks to the door. Uh, you had the furnace in the building. Why did you take it to the medical college? Because it, we didn't want the smell. Filling the building of burnt mummy. Okay, I, I, <laughs> we thought like it might be better to burn like it. Smell of burnt mummy. Who has high human wrapping parts? Who has money for medicine? Huh? Who has a high human? Yeah, like, I want like uh, sixty-nine. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want like someone to roll on that. Then I'm not sure I buy it. Uh, sixty on. Yeah, just sixty. What? Uh, what are you trying to shake him out? What story sounds fishy to you? It, it doesn't sound like it's it's more than that. It has to be more. The basement. Yeah. Um, sadly, no. Uh, it is just, um, it's just there was a weak spot that they wanted to make sure that the one who got into the basement could get into the rest of the house. Um, I would suggest that you break into the safe room. Alright. Uh, we, we have access to the museum staff. We just say, you're going to let us into the safe room. Yeah. Yeah, I can try and crack the safe Alright. You do have luck in That's true, so. Everyone piles in vehicles. Everybody going? Are you going to just take one person? Who's going? Uh, everyone's going. Yeah, this is the full. Has the, uh, yeah, like the wheelman filled it by? Do you wait till the wheelman returns? I should hope. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it gets boring. Dudley acting. Suspiciously think he might be. Uh, All right. Um, uh, leverage by the church. Can, can, uh, can we get the program? Can we get the black chambers to have something to watch these moving around? Well, um, you can get uh, you, at the Boston Navy Yard. You'd find some shore patrol guys who would watch them. Yeah. You know, but it's like, are these people under arrest? No, we just want you to stand outside the door and look mean. But you're not actually authorized to stop them. It's a mob town. You can find someone willing to do a shake there. Yeah, I mean, you, that's literally what you could do with some shore patrol goons. It's just to have them stand around outside. You go and wake up some marines and have them stand there. Now the trick is getting past the uh, guards at the museum. You don't have somebody from the museum. All right, well, I'll take the one person from the museum. Which one? The acting curator? Yes. All right. We'll uh, let the, William Mason. We'll go with you. He's a little older. He's like in his uh, early 70s, 72. Um, uh, there's a part of him that it's sort of like relieved that somebody else is here to take 
<laughs> custody of this. Yeah. And that it's like, well, we never brought it up to the, we never told anyone else because we didn't think anyone would believe this. I mean, if we said there's a dangerous mummy and a magic scroll, you know, <laughs> who do you tell about that? We didn't know that, you know, our tax dollars were at work. You know, who are we supposed to talk to about this? We thought we just had to cover it up as best we could and, you know, hope that, uh, you know, with the, with the mummy destroyed, that those weirdos would stop trying to get into the museum, you know? Do you know the tax code for mummies? No. <laughs> no. So, um, anyways, you guys go to the uh, museum. You find basically two guards in there with a guard dog. Um, these guys take the guard dog, you know, they, they, uh, Mason will talk you through the front door, and they're like, okay. And they're just like, these people are with me. He's like, you sure, sir? Yes, even the one with the rifle and the shotguns. <laughs> they're with me. It's like, you know, all right, so you guys all stomp through looking very official, and the guards are like, mm, okay. Uh, you guys go up to the second floor. There's basically like a, a big atrium, front door, big atrium, offices on the second floor, big wings, you know, mummies over here, uh, Pacific archaeology over here. Um, Go into the second floor. Go into the back office. There's the uh, the office, which takes a couple of keys to get into. Um, you'll notice there's bars on the outside door of the window of Reynolds' old office, and there's this big safe, and it's it's you know a big fucking Hollywood safe. You could have almost got maybe you could have gotten the mummy in this thing as well, but who wants that, right? So big safe, and they're like, we know the combination. Take it down. Get to work? Yeah, 49 out of 60. All right, you start working on getting the safe open. It's not just like, spin, and it's open. It's, yeah, it's, you put the stethoscope in, da -da -da. we're going to need to drill in here, and you start working on it. But it'll take you about, you know, 15, 20 minutes to get it open. With, yeah. You know, so you start working on that. Oh, no, he's been rolls, please. All right. Um, I can't do it. I'm not the safe. Yeah, that's right. About this, I'm in a bad room with a bad nope. light bulb. Nope. That's the good thing. I guess it's the worst. It's 63. And oh, well, we're in his roll. Uh, uh, 83 out of 36. You don't hear anything. You don't hear anything. Of course, the officers don't. Well, you heard something. I hear something. Uh, <laughs> Ross isn't hearing anything. He's like, shh, keep it down. I'm trying to work. Um... Uh, you guys here? Uh, uh, all right. Uh, Megan, now who rolled the low? She did. I rolled for you. Um, here's something that sounds a lot like. Um, like that. Like downstairs. All right. Sergeant. Uh, I point downstairs. Right, you hear you heard the dog bark, and you maybe didn't hear the second part because you're in a door upstairs. But yeah, I'm still I, I have my pistol. It it barked river and stopped. Yeah, I have my I have my pistol at this point. All right. Yeah. What about the rest of you? Well, there. Right, you you're gonna step out of the office. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pull it in. All right. Uh, I will note that Ross's shotgun is unattended at the moment. Well, I'm just yeah, standing so with him with my, 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 my 1911, sir. Okay. <laughs> He's not good at shotgunning. Shotgun. Yeah. 44? 
I mean, he knows what range the bullets come out of. 44 is not bad. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Technically, you're my officer. I can't say no. All slugs. All right. Um, you uh, open the door. Um, um, make an awareness roll. Uh, 21 on me. 21 makes it. All right. Um, you uh, uh, start coming out, and it's it's not like Tony Montana stepping out onto that balcony right, at right. the end of uh, Scarface, but um, there is a two, there are two staircases going up, and um, there are guys coming up those staircases, uh, hats, uh, you know, uh, jackets, uh, pistols out. Um, in fact, uh, uh, pistols with a, you know what look like suppressors on them. Um, laying down there, you know, you can see that uh, right in front of the door, uh, there's uh, a couple more guys down there at the door. Uh, there's a couple of guards face down on the ground, dog clocked over on its side. Um, uh, as soon as you step, as soon as you start to, now I am presuming that you didn't just step out; you went and looked out. Yeah. Um, let's see how well their spot hidden goes. Ninety-two. Okay. Um, um, uh, you look out uh, uh, you see one of them seems to see you because he starts bringing his pistol up uh, where you are at the doorway he's probably at about on the staircase and all he's probably at about twice the pistol's base range from you maybe um, base range for pistols is something like uh, 20, 30 feet max, and so he's he's a little further away than that. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, he starts to bring his weapon up. Uh, what do you do uh, with your weapon? Uh, I yell back in, gentlemen, prepare to defend yourselves, and then, <laughs> and then I just squirt the stairwell. All right. <laughs> it's two sides. It's two stairs right. cases that go I, down. I shoot the side he's on. All right. All right. The, the two guys that didn't see you were on the opposite side. Sure. So when you were looking out the one side. Yeah. All right, so let's see how he does. 80 does not hit. Okay. Okay. Uh, Which your dex is only like 12, right? Right. Okay, yeah. he's quicker than you. Okay. So he gets one shot off with this, right. and then it's some sort of some sort of bullet lands. Well, I'd like to say it hits the door frame next to you, but yeah, with an 80, it really does yeah, no, yeah. he, he shoots out the transom over yeah, you. Yeah. You know, there's a shattering of glass as the transom breaks. <laughs> 87 won't do it though for me. All right. <laughs> the giant is scary, it's each very, other. very loud. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. Um, yeah, incredibly loud noise. Um, you didn't say how many rounds you're 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 doing, so I'm just gonna presume it's like a three round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, burst. This uh, the 1930s versions of these, and I didn't really spe- specify it, but this is actually the meant to be the FBI version. Okay, so it's not. Think, it doesn't have the the slow and rapid modes. The FBI version had a selector switch. Oh, it did. It did. Okay. It did, and even had, it even had a, a pistol grip. But I think I may be putting this not the cart before the horse. I don't know that they had it by 1932. But even they did. so, no, they did. They did. But I, even, I remember that was. A um, yeah. But yeah, right, so that's fine. But it, I know there's a selector switch on the BAR. Okay. By this time, whether it's a Navy issue okay. or Marine issue or whatever, okay. they they've definitely got it. So you put three rounds down range. 
the banister splits apart. There's uh, clouds of plastic that blow out of the wall. Uh, you got everyone's attention. He pisses himself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's it. In an enclosed room, it's definitely, it's not quite a mod deuce, but it definitely, yeah. he drops to the carpet and stairs when everything explodes around him. Yeah, that got his full and undivided attention. What are the rest of you doing? You right behind him? All right. Do you fire in the same direction as him, or do you take the opposite staircase? the opposite one, yeah. All right, go ahead and give me a, uh, what's your dex? Uh, 15. All right. Um, you are a little faster than these guys, so you'll get a choice of which one of these two gentlemen you want to shoot. There's two of them. They're not really close enough to get her with get with one blast of buckshot, but they're you it's can one higher up. Yes, the one of them's one of them's further. One of them's closer to the top. Yeah, the closer one. Then. All right, go ahead. Uh, sixty-two out of fifty-eight. All right, boom! There is a John Woo-sized explosion <laughs> of, of of wall plaster. Really well. Boom! He blows out of the wall, and they're just you know. You know, that got him to duck. 75. Um, one of the guys takes a pot shot at you. The guy further downstairs, he misses. The other guy's ducking because of the enormous explosion. <laughs> um, now what are you gonna? Now what are we doing? Uh, I was remaining guard on Ross oh, yeah. to make sure that Ross is like, you're not helping with the the, the safe cracking. <laughs> trying to make sure that. Do you want to keep working in the safe? Uh, I feel like this is gonna. I'm gonna take my gun. It's like this can wait. No, we can't. No, 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 no. Ross, Here's my stethoscope. Keep cracking. I'm like two Dude. minutes away. Dual stethoscope. This isn't gonna be a twelve. Yeah, twelve minutes, minutes is. Um, how many combat rounds is that? Uh, oh, it's twenty <laughs> times twelve. Yeah, that's two hundred and forty combat rounds. We're not having two hundred and forty combat rounds. <laughs> you know, that would be the Battle of the Bulge. We're not doing the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, but yeah, if, if nobody's coming to the door, it's kind of just prepping to make sure. It's all right. Well, they, all right. So. All right. Um, all right. You're gonna pick up your rifle. And go. Fuck this. Fuck this noise. We're gonna go shoot something. Wait. Did anyone grab my shotgun? Yeah. I, did. I think he did. He did. Yeah. yeah. I have. A, I have the Colt. All right. Um, Jesus. All right. Um, these guys uh, start pinging away at you guys. Now I am presuming that the plan is is that um, you're using the side of the door so you can shoot that one side that guy's on. Yeah. You're using the other side of the door to fire at the other. The two guys that are down there. Um, you're. You're only exposed to fire from the guys you're shooting at. Yeah. Um, but there's still a little bit of the doorway in the way. So let's see here. All right. Um, the guy shot at you. Uh-huh. Let's see what the combat rules say. Because this is, I think this is a hit at this range with a 17. And I just need to figure out how. Cover works. Cover, 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 cover. Damage rating fails, reduces damage for six points from the Alright. Uh, four points of damage. Uh, let's call that halved because it went either went through the wall uh, or is less a matter of hitting you directly as just a ricochet through the wood frame. But he puts around. Uh, right in, you get shot at twice, the bullets go flying past you. Um, actually, you should get to shoot first before they shot, because you have the highest dex. You got that wrong. Uh, 45. Uh, 58. All right. That is, in fact, a hit. I believe that is... killing, Maddie. And I don't know, I don't think it's lethal. I think it's only... 2d10. 
Yeah, at least 2d10. 2 and 6. 6. 8 is not good um, for anybody. Boom! Uh, he blows up. Um, you see, you see the, the, the jacket erupt in, 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 in pellets. Um, and he goes backwards down the stairs. Or, um, let's see how bad he goes. High means it's bad. Nine. He literally, from his heels, goes down the stairs. Like, boom, boom. There's probably more damage on the way down the stairs. All right? He's super dead. Good job. Don't know, bro. That was an old Yeah, you, you got it. Good job. Double up. Okay. So um, there's apparently some, there are some rounds coming in that are coming at a really high angle. They're not coming from the stairs. They must be built down uh, in the uh, mezzanine area or opening lobby. They're trying to shoot up from the floor. So they're, the bullets are coming by and they're landing in the ceiling over you guys' yeah. head through that door. Um, all right. Now, are you close enough? Now, it's really tough to get three people in a doorway. Um, um where are they? Someone else might try to flank us. Is there a back entrance to this place? There's no, uh, there's no back entrance to this office. Yeah. And there's a secretary's area, and then there's a back office. You guys are all in the secretary's area. This guy and this guy and this guy, I think, are all were in the actual Reynolds office. And then window in Reynolds office. Hmm? Window in Reynolds office. Uh, yes, but it's got bars over. Right. Okay. You can shoot through bars. Yeah, just like making sure that like. But it's closed and there's glass, and you'll hear the glass breaking as they shoot you through the window. There's <laughs> no ninja hanging outside. Yeah, yeah. Just... You don't know that for sure. Um, uh, do I? Do I get a shot or? Now it's your turn to fire. Seventy-four. Not my night. Okay. All right. There's more noise. There's more noise. Yeah. You're not doing the woodwork or the interior decor in this place yeah. any good whatsoever. Um, Something like this image is like covered with plaster, just like it's like it's flour. <laughs> um, all right, let's see here. Give me uh, an awareness roll from you. Um, I it was a ninja. <laughs> Uh, 95, no. Nope, you don't hear nothing. Um, they're down there talking some sort of foreign talk. You're absolutely sure it's not English. Um, I, I know, I know Japanese. I know Polish. Oh, that's true. Yes. Uh, give me a roll. Japanese? Is it No, on, on awareness. Uh, no. You are you are hearing, there's a gunshot. You hear a lot of gunfire. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a guy shooting gun down here. Oh, yeah, that, that would be, on the plus side, their guns are relatively quiet. It's you guys with the shotgun and the BAR that are really messing it up for everybody. It's going fairly well with my plan. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, new combat round. Um, you uh, pick a target on your side of the stairs. Oh, All right. Is there only one guy left? There's two. Uh, yeah, there was some guys down below. Right. Oh, 78, wow. he misses. Uh, your turn. All right, let me see. It's his turn firing you. 86, okay. he misses. It's now your turn again. 68. That'll do it, finally. Yeah. 68, 68, out of, 68 out of 68 will hit. Oop, all right, roll me 10% or less yeah, on lethal yeah. damage. Uh, Otherwise, I, it's... Oh, yeah, killing damage. two numbers added together. Yeah. Killing damage. No, 26? It's, it's still 11. low. 11. Uh, right. 29, so that's yeah, why I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, so it's 11. So it's yeah, 11. all right. <laughs> that's right. Um, you um, fire down there. This time, uh, you hit him. Uh, he was not standing up after the fire. He was actually laying on the stairs, shooting up okay. at you. Yeah. Um, but uh, you hit him, and he goes—you know—he goes head down and barrel down on the stairs. Okay. Um, 
Um, let's see here. Um, some more gunshots. There's some more gunfire that's coming from downstairs. It's obviously coming from like again the floor, not on the staircases, but they're they're pistol shots. Yeah. Um, but they're they're going they're coming pretty fast. They're coming two or three around. Like they're trying to do whatever the equivalent of suppressing fire sure, would be. Sure, with pistols. With pistols, yeah. where it's like, as long as you're, you know, as long as you don't come outside that doorway with the big nasty gun, they're perfectly fine. Right. So they bang, they're banging away downstairs. Uh, you still have a guy. Um, he does something uh, odd. You still have the drop on him because you're high decks. He start. he actually tries to roll down the stairs rather than get up and get down the stairs. He starts rolling. He, he like tucks and tries to roll down the stairs to the bottom. Do you want to try and tag him before he gets off the staircase? Yes, I do. All right, go ahead and give me another roll to hit. Uh, pretty 11. 11? Oh, dear. <laughs> please, please, please roll 4d10 damage. Uh, 10? On the first time? Uh, yeah. 10, 1. Seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, he, uh, apparently when he rolled down the stairs, his head was towards the banister because the shotgun burst went in through the top of his head and exited somewhere in here. Boom! Instead of rolling, it just kind of comes to a stop. He flops. You know, his brain pan empties onto the Persian rug. Splurp. There's sort, of a, there's sort of a cry of astoundment from downstairs. And All right, uh, frag out. I'm gonna send, I'm gonna send, a, All right. send a pineapple grenade over the stairs out. <laughs> Not even look. Just yeah, no, just Frank going downstairs. It's right, the you, last fuck I have to give. You, you, you know, you're prepping this round, so you're okay. you let go of the bar. Yeah. You pull this round out. You'll be throwing it next round. Next round. Okay, cool. Uh, thank all right, um, make me an awareness roll, make me an awareness roll. It's modified. Um, Zero one. All right, okay. You hear a shout, and then you hear a clank, clank from downstairs. Get out! <laughs> so much for that. Yeah, so much for. Frag in! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what'd you roll? Uh, okay, it's pretty low. You hear somebody yell. There's a lot of gunfire. What's your awareness? Uh, my it's pretty high. 71. All right, yeah, that's all. That's less than 10. Yeah, that's pretty good. I'm going to go ahead and say you hear the same thing, which somebody yells like a warning, and then there's a clank, clank sound. Everybody hits the deck? Yeah. Yep. All right. There is a poof sound. Um, a big poof, and there's a giant cloud of white smoke that rises up to the, to the mezzanine. Um and uh, what appears to be a bunch of sparks that fly through the air. You have probably seen a Willie Peter go off. Yeah. They were used extensively in places like the Argonne Forest, although mm-hmm. you may be a young I'm a little young, young, but I'm sure Argonne. we were using them but in Nicaragua. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sadly, you probably were. Go United Fruit Company. So, um, yeah, sadly, you probably were. Yeah, I'm sure I was. There's a lot of, well, we're going to make the forest go. If we just make the forest all go away, we can finally find these exactly. guys. Yeah, no. So, um, it looks like somebody has popped a Willie Peter downstairs. Um, yeah, and it is burning away. What do you do? Uh, get safe open. 
not going to be oh, like that. That is going to happen way before. Yeah. Am I in any danger in the office? I'm like I'm garbage. This is if this thing is lit fire to the building, which it probably has, because hey, white phosphorus burns everything. Now, mind you, the floor down there was marble, but yeah, the staircases yeah. are wood. Right. Yeah, yeah. What's going to catch fire first are the staircases. Yeah, yeah. so basically the building catches on fire and it's on the Yeah. Um, the, door, the window behind you's got, a, got bars over it. But again, you've got safe tracking tools. There may be a way to bust the window out. Uh, yeah, try and bust the window out. So, if nothing else, just the butt of our guns. Like, the same yeah, so close. Yeah. They're not banging it with handguns is going to break bars. No. <laughs> oh, like, bars the safe good. is closed, right? There's no way they're getting the safe. Well, it doesn't say fireproof on it. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. And then, yeah. They, they tend to burn Now, there good. are fireproof safes, and, they, and that tear period, and they usually have this weird thing where there's all this clay, yeah, like yeah. ceramic clay on the inside, and then another metal layer of metal. And this thing could get so hot with all the metal falling on top of it, or would it, it could heat up the interior of that thing to damage or destroy it. like paper could eventually hit the uh, Fahrenheit 451, poof, and ignite. Which is so, like an oven. So, yeah, yeah, it could, yeah, it could cook whatever's in there. Now, I agree, breaking the window open is... Job one. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead and give me like a um, uh, either a mechanical roll or um, uh, 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 you have safe cracking. It's based on what? Safe cracking. Uh, intelligence. Uh, go ahead and use that roll uh, against your intelligence. Um, Thirty-two. Okay. Um, you start breaking that window open. Now this safe cracking room includes crowbars and hammers and chisels and not everyone has to use you don't have to use them all at the same time you can employ you know make the officers do something or him he seems hefty um, you know no you can't blow it off with a hand grenade I always love when people open a locked door with a hand grenade like all that's gonna do is blow it shrapnel into everybody's face on this side why are you doing that yeah. just, just balance the hand grenade right there on the doorknob it'll totally work it's the most disappointing thing in any combat veteran's life is when he sees his first hand grenade go off and go that was fucking it <laughs> yeah, yeah and yet everyone's full of shrapnel um, I do have mechanical I, I was one of those like training videos where yeah. the Chinese sergeant jerks the guy into the ditch when he bounces the grenade back into the right it's just like oh wow that's that's really bad <laughs> my, my roommate was in the army he said the thing that scared him the most were hand grenades he was just terrified that somebody would doofus it up and it would just go off in the middle of them well I mean we were always taught that but then in Afghanistan my squad leader rolled one right in between a dude's legs did nothing went off the guy just walked out like looking dazed like a firework went off between his feet not like well, we just blew him off <laughs> on, on the, uh, granted the modern hand grenades are offensive hand grenades yeah. is it a defensive and those those old Mark II's and whatever the British one had the Mills bomb yeah. much much bigger uh, weapons than the ones we have today. Well, and their sure. frag, the frag was way more effective. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, you start working on the uh, the door, the, the window. You guys can break that open with relative ease. The question is, is how to get down? You're on the second floor. Is there anybody outside waiting for you to jump out the back window? Um, meanwhile. Are you going to try and deal with that? Now, granted, you can just throw a grenade out the window. And whoever's down there just gets whatever they deserve. I mean, and that's that makes perfect sense to me, but afterwards you can climb out the window or whatever yeah. or stick your head out. Uh, do you want me to roll strength and try and 
bang on, just bang away at the safe and see if we can get it open. Uh, I mean, is that possible? Is that like how? Your previous roll was fifteen minutes. You could try again to get a shorter roll, or I don't know. Uh, you want to be absolutely insane? Pull the fucking window frame out of the window and smash out all the plaster and wood and push the goddamn safe out the through the window? Well, no. You'd have to bust the window frame out of the window. But you get a hammer, though. You said you got a hammer. Just start banging. Well, certainly, between the BRs and shotguns, yes, you could totally, like, blast away at the outside of the window. The BR, however, the bullets would travel through the window and into the neighbor's house and then possibly into the neighbor's. Shotguns, much better idea. You can just... Just yeah. make a hole because Eat it's like a wooden it. building up top. Yeah, yeah. And just make a hole and then push they never it had to worry about automobile glass with hot six back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Let's, let's, <laughs> yeah, throw the shit tape through the window. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you guys have pulled, you pulled the, the bars out, which are into the, the window frame. Um, then you start bashing away at the, uh, 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 the actual wood frame itself. Go ahead and... Um, you should be in charge of this. I'll make you roll. Okay. Um, give me a, so give me a roll on strength, strength which I think is 15. Well, we didn't get this power. Well, yeah. that's fair. 72. Just made it. Yep. Just made it. All right. <laughs> you guys push the window out. Now, did you toss a hand grenade out before? No, I didn't. All right. Um, when the window frame goes out, at no point uh, during this are you guys getting any fire from the ground. You're not, no bullets are flying up to hit the window. But eventually you push the window frame out and kick the wooden slats out and you can just push this thing out and it falls and it just it does not bounce it just goes thud and just absolutely you know impales itself into the ground on the floor. it's not a very it, it's not a very dramatic landing but you know it's not like pushing a guy with a bagpipe out of it yeah <laughs> that's the best sound ever well he's been laying on the floor the, most of the time this has been happening but now it's like oh my god the building's on fire and he eventually is smart enough to go hit one of the alarms oh good which has started the alarm bells you know the because fire department to help gunfire yeah well you know the gunfire stopped everyone's lost interest no no yeah alright <laughs> in Beacon Hill from automatic weapons fire burning down the, the entire museum exactly so um, well secrecy is something we know yeah. so um, you guys get out the alright let's talk about getting out the window yeah. everyone give me an athletics roll alright and it's better if people with higher athletics go first to catch the falling people yeah I'll go first lower. yeah <laughs> No, uh, no, ouch. Oh. <laughs> you, he, t- he takes a tumble. Yeah. 18. 18? Uh, 68. All right. 72 out of 78. Uh, you land. Uh, you, the problem is the fucking safe is right under the goddamn window. Right, you right. You hit the fucking safe. It just, that metal corner went right into your fucking ass, and you know that it's bruised all the way down to your goddamn hip bone. Yep. You didn't hear anything go crack, but it's... 99. It's horrible. It's four points of damage. You're miserable. Fair. Uh, You land. You do not um, break a leg or anything. You land. How's your athletics? 72 out of 78. Um, You get down in one piece. Uh, 23 out of 30. All right. You get down in one piece. 99. 99. Well, luckily. Oh, it is a fumble. It is a fumble. It is a fumble. It is a fumble. fumble. Yes. I'm great this game, right? You are. Oh, gosh. I know. Oh, 
10 points of damage. Well, that's my maximum. Well, then you are. Was this unconscious? No, two is unconscious, zero is dead. Alright. He's fucking head. Yeah, he lands on his fucking head. Yeah, probably. I'm sorry, I can't fix that. So who has. Who has. No, you can. You're the doctor. First aid Can I try to rescue him? You can try and rescue him. Can I, like, no. No, not on the way down. So in this case, would we use first aid or just the first aid? Whatever's higher. Surgery or first aid. Surgery might have to happen on this. Medicine's Twelve. Twelve's good. Twelve's good. All right, that'll keep him from dying. But I'm going to say you hit your head. Yes. On the safe. Big bloody gash. Blood streaming down your face. Probably a skull fracture. Oh no. You're out like a light. Um, everyone else is like, oh my god, and you're like, don't move, and the building's on fire, we have to move him eventually. He'll turn into a wiener if he's too close to the building. Also, the safe is a problem. Um, are you guys going to try and drag the safe away from the building? Sure. All right. Tied to the back of the car. Yeah, get some. Are we just doing a door couple? Maybe. <laughs> yes. Oh, there are people watching you do this at this point. All right. I'm just saying. Where are we the government? In the name. Everything's fine. Go back inside your homes. <laughs> All right. I love um, this. Oh, the professor. The professor also had to jump. Um, oh no! I tried to catch him. Oh, you tried to catch him. Right. Roll, roll <laughs> athletics. Job, Seven. Seven. All right. All right. Actually, let's do that as well. Um, That's seventy-eight. Uh, you were one of the first guys out the thing, yeah. so no one could catch you. Um, roll the same thing for him because you should have been able to intercept. To do, you knew for the professor could have done it for him. It's a fumble, so it's going to be hard. Okay. Forty-six out of seventy-eight. Uh, no, it's not under half. Uh, he still gets his head injury. You did, would you roll a seven? Seven. Uh, you managed to keep him from breaking his leg. Um, and now it's like trying to get this safe out of the yard. Um, this nice soft ground that the safe is partially infected. I bit that. Yeah. Um, uh, give me an athletics roll to jump out the window. No. <laughs> Don't roll a 99. We already went through that. Don't make me save you. We're an 88. Uh, my place is 30. 26. 26? All right, you land without breaking it. 46. Ah, tattletale. What? <laughs> it was 46. I said 46, and you heard 26. Oh, okay, uh, what's your athletics? 30. 30, all right. Uh-oh. Four points of damage. No, you have the goodness. same problem. Everyone keeps hitting the goddamn safe because it's right under the window. <laughs> so he got four, you got four. Ranking um, officers. Um, all the officers are Oh, not all the officers are out. All right, so... Let's see here. Uh, what's your strength? Ten? Ten? You're out. Well, nah. uh, all right, ten. You, all right, you guys have to move him to the car first. Yeah. All right. Move him to the car. Put him in the car with the big bloody head wound. Um, he's stabilized. You're going to have to stay with him. All right. The rest of you are going to have to try and move this safe. Right. Ten, twelve, eleven, fifteen. 15. Uh, <laughs> 25, 23, 48. Uh, go ahead... And let's see how much this thing weighs. The size of the safe is. Anything like doing like a percentage? Okay, maybe? it's um, yeah, it's a size twenty-five object. So instead, it's your two skills. That is to say, eleven and twelve. So it's thirteen. You guys can move it. The question is, how fast? All right. Uh, to move it quickly to the car, you're going to have to roll. 
Um, I drive the car closest. Oh yeah, that's even better. Yeah. <laughs> you will be make a drive roll. Um, however, I warn you, this does mean driving over rhododendrons yeah. and hedges and. Just ruining the fun trip. Three out of eighty-two. Maddie. Well, it is not a fumble. Um, but uh, you smash uh, the car's bumper or you take out a taillight uh, trying to drive backwards because you hit part of the garden gate and it's like, smash! It's like, oh good, evidence, we've left behind fragments of taillight and paint. So, um, but yeah, there's your taillights out, um, you move the car a lot closer, you get the trunk, you get the safe into the car, the bottom of this thing just bottoms out with the safe in it because it's heavy. Um, into the car and away into the night. Do you leave the professor behind, laying on the ground? Uh, if we can fit him in the car, yeah, we'll, we'll take. Well, you could. You got him here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, this thing's in the trunk. This the, the safe's in the trunk. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. He, he must be just having take a all terrible time doing the fight. Fight. Just freaking the, the fuck out. Yeah. All right. You pull away from this place. Um, there are people watching all of this happen. Oh, good. All right. Um, and you're driving <laughs> the window and go, yeah, we're the mob, see? Yeah. Nah. As you're, and you're now, I believe... We are definitely not the government. Nah. This you're now driving the back National to what, the, the Boston Naval Yard? All right. All right. Um, give me an awareness roll. Uh, 65 out of 71. All right. There is, uh, once you get away from that neighborhood and you're driving out towards some of the crappier parts of town, um, it doesn't take long for you to realize, again, because it's late at night, nobody's out, that there's a car following you. Yep. Uh, and um, uh, they are uh, eventually, at some point, you know, um, do, you, do you try and lose them or do you. Uh... I definitely try to lose them. All right, give me a roll, it's going to be modified because, oh my god, the back end of this car is a giant safe. On that Hey. Okay. Um, these guys accelerate and they um, begin to catch up to you. Um, they're doing a little bit better than you are. Okay. They open. They open up what sounds like a Chicago typewriter. And I'm going to point out that bringing the safe along was a really good idea because the safe is in the trunk <laughs> basically covering you know at, like, the, at, at the back window nice. level and so there's a da, 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 and you can hear the bound the rounds bouncing off of the the giant steel safe in the back of the car um, you're in the back he's in the back um, probably with the professors in the back you're in the who's in the front? We got two buses. No, I'll be shotgun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, are you going to so lean out the back of this thing? You know I'm leaning out. Has it <laughs> broken the back window by chance? Oh yes. Are you 1911. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, you shoot with the 1911. <laughs> you, got, you got one hand on his head like this, holding his brain, and you're shooting at the back uh, like a good corpsman should. <laughs> good. All right. Uh, that's 42 out of uh, 68. 53 out of 45, missed right, it. You, you make some noise. Uh, uh, a, a hot casing goes down the back of his shirt. I'm, not a do- I'm a doctor, not a lineman. Thing it is ever. The worst. That is the worst thing ever. Um, all right, uh, 42, 42 out, of, out of 68. Yeah. All right, go ahead and give me a... Uh, how big of... I should have asked first. Yeah, how big of a... Uh, 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 you know, I, clicked, I clicked it on a rapid, so I, that was an eight-rounder. All right, let's go ahead and give me... Uh, roll for automatic fire. Okay. Uh, and now there is, there are two guys in the front seat of this car, which puts them right next to each other as far as the kill 
damage goes okay. as far as the damage being shareable. So what do I roll? What, what's different about that? Um, you need to. Well, you're just going to get to roll two different types of two okay. different damage rolls. Okay. So roll uh, lethality for the driver and for the guy with the gotcha. Tommy. You killed the driver. Well, then you killed the other guy. Uh, no. 40. All right. So, 2d10 on the other guy. So 14. 14? Oh, yeah. it's 14. So yeah, okay. You know, the car goes off into a telephone pole. Boom! The dead guy goes through the windshield. The guy who was, uh, you know, uh, uh, hanging out the door. I don't know how bad it is when he's thrown into the the, 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 the window, the rail, the right, you know? Yeah. He's, yeah. It probably... Not a problem anymore. It probably slices yeah. He's totally, he's totally, he's <laughs> totally, they he, smashed. he got the Darth Maul treatment. Yeah, uh, and, <laughs> oh dear, um, yeah, that didn't go well for anybody. So okay. then there was the actual guy in the back seat, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was Maybe the guy who went through the front windshield wasn't the driver, I don't know. Let's just say that the car's not doing very good. There was a guy in the back seat. Yeah, there was a guy. He may have exited the vehicle. Um, the uh, car comes to a crash and stop. It's there's nobody following you now. Um, you uh, race off to the naval yard. You arrive. Um, congratulations when you break open the safe eventually. Yeah, you, get a, you get a funky weird scroll. Congratulations. Woo, we, got scroll. we got a scroll. <laughs> <laughs> you probably also get. Well, the promotion's balanced against the well amount of explaining explaining we're going to have to do to the Boston Police you Department. Were caught, <laughs> not technically, but ish. We're <laughs> caught ish. This is well. I'm going to say that what happens is is that yeah, the building burns to the ground. All right, the Cabot Museum burns to the ground during this. Um, the police show up. The newspapers are speculating that once again the the, 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 the dastardly foreigners who had been robbing the place have come to wreak their revenge and have burned the place to the ground since yeah. they couldn't get whatever they wanted out of it. As far as cleaning up the rest of it, uh, there's probably going to take some... It's late at night, so I won't give you guys a lot of work about trying to convince Detective Keith that he should, you know, get a, mu- a bucket and a mop and mop up the three <laughs> Japanese gentlemen uh, who are dead in that car wreck. Um, I mean, it helps that the car caught on fire. Yeah. You know, so that helps a lot uh, to make them less identifiable. They're not identified. Um, in fact, uh, the, the guy who got thrown out the windshield was the only guy who was really identified. It was the driver. The guy in the backseat was just killed on impact. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, the, the car, that car burns up. Uh, there's only one identity to deal with, and you have a Japanese uh, businessman who uh, is some sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, guy who's here in Boston, you know, uh, on a business trip to buy baked beans for Japan <laughs> or something. Uh, but he turns out to be a Japanese national with a Japanese passport, the whole nine yards. Yeah, Once yeah. you guys go and find out where he is, you can toss his hotel room and find out that there's a group of Japanese businessmen who were there. And you can police up all their goodies, which mostly amount to exactly the kind of shit you'd expect from spooks. Um, uh, these guys have, uh, have one-time pads. These guys have um, lock-picking equipment. These guys had uh, uh, you know, silenced weapons. Um, they had... Uh, uh, but um, 
you know, they'll be all, once, since they're all dead, there's nobody to, to clean up and sanitize their safe house. Um, that will fall into your laps. Ah. So you come up with a Japanese safe house, uh, you know, uh, disguised as the you know Wing Kong Exchange uh, or whatever. That sounds off of the that sounds off of Chinese, but you get the point. Um, let's say Teriyaki Exchange. So uh, you know some sort of Japanese business that was here in Boston, not anymore. Terrible car accident. Don't know where the other three guys are, except well, obviously they're burning up in a building uh, over there on Beacon Hill. Um, you get the um, uh, you get the uh, scroll and. Um, well, people who are paid more than you show up and say, thanks, good work, we'll be taking this. Goodbye. And you do not see it again. Mm. Top men. Yeah, top men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, um, that becomes a subject for a Delta Green story later on. Now, what this well, scenario is, yeah. is I've got this long idea for a Katana Toa campaign. Yeah. And it starts in 1919, with, yeah. where you guys play Navy people who go to the island uh, that has been zapped that the Japanese were working on that everyone died on and you explore that mystery depending on what information you recover this is now information you use for the second scenario which is investigating really the after effects of the story um, yeah the uh, the Hazel Heed story yeah. um, well, not the part yeah what's, what's the actual Hazel title Heed. Huh? what's the actual title I can't remember uh, Horror of the Museum out, out of the Ends oh out, 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 out of the Ends oh, yeah, Horror of the Museum was the Dimensional Shambler so. yeah um, so it's uh, uh, you basically end up cleaning up the after effects of that short story. Oh, wow. All the characters were characters from the short story, ah. uh, from Sergeant O'Keefe to the various people who killed. I just cribbed that right out of the story, yeah. so that you guys, because the story ends when they do the autopsy on the mummy, and then we're never going to speak of this again. <laughs> but then what happens? Yeah, you know, you now have the both scrolls. The cultists are still out there, and the Japanese are still interested in this because of what happened to their people. They kidnapped. It says one of the guys disappears, so I thought he's kidnapped by the Japanese who are trying to get him to let them into the building or somehow trade him for the scroll. Um, and then what will happen is there'll be another scenario set in and around very close to World War II in the Pacific that will involve the Japanese or you know maybe not. Then there'll be a 1950s scenario, a 60s, and I'm gonna basically move the story forward like a decade at a time. So you can have younger characters show up in the as older men in the later scenarios but your starting information only gets better if you succeed at the earlier scenarios so it ultimately builds to a 21st century confrontation okay. with the modern Delta Green but you start off as before there's Delta Green before back when you're in uh, you're post Innsmouth but you're now in the Navy then you're going to be in Delta Green in World War II in the glory days uh, then there's going to be a part where you're in that you know sort of Post World War Two, yeah. sort of like the Delta Green of yeah. fall of Delta Green, except maybe a little earlier. And um, you know, that's the idea: is that the story will advance like that, eventually culminating. And each time you move forward, the threat changes because the threat is if you see the creature. Yeah. And even you see a photograph of the creature. So at first you can put it in a film, right? But who's going to sit still for a film, right? You know, uh, the Japanese soldiers rioted when the film started. All right, well, what if we just splice one frame in per every 20 or 30 frames oh. in the film? Can people just sit there in the theater until they... 
subliminal shrivel. Yeah, shrivel up while they're watching the movie. <laughs> we'll think they're watching, I don't know, what's a film of 1936 or, you know, Wizard of Oz or yeah. yeah. Or put it in The Man Who Laughs. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you can slip it into a movie, all right? Um, at some point, television becomes a thing. Right? 1950s, suddenly television is a thing. Okay, that's terrible. And the internet happens. And then the internet happens. You know? Um, Augmented reality. You know, <laughs> let me show you this. Yeah. It, is, it is the creature from the mythos called the Kanatoa. All right. It's, it's, it's uh, so ugly it kills you. All right. Who is some well, sort it doesn't of, kill you. It mummifies well, yeah. you alive. Yeah. yeah. And it's some sort of... It's based on different stories. It lose its father, its uncle, its nephew, all that sort of all yeah. this drove bullshit. It's also supposedly brought to Earth by the creatures from Yagoth, which may be the fungi, or it may be the guys who left the ruins on Yagoth before the fungi moved in. Because there's those dark towers on your goth that are abandoned, but it's essentially a weapon. To my mind, Gitanatoa is a giant sentient organic weapon that has been left abandoned on Earth from some war, some conflict long ago, and it's a question of who's going to get to be in charge of it, you know? And if everyone has the scroll, then your side's immune. And even if anyone gets accidentally zapped, you can just go and tap them out. We're back to normal. Everything's great. Tap them out. They'll be fine. They won't have resistance. So, the idea is that each step of the way, the new technology makes the threat of Gatanatoa worse and worse until he comes and gets you via your phone. Anywhere on the planet. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Even slipping that image in one every. Yeah. I'm gonna. I, I figure the Katana Telecoast will open a porn site. I can just see because like, that's how everyone wants to get found is dead, mummified, and well, yep. I could just see like uh, putting this on like a share file, share site, like a torrent yeah. site. So just spread it out. Mm-hmm. And once it's out, so I'll see you tomorrow, man. So and once it's out, awesome. Yeah. Stop. No, no, no. So that's how the campaign will evolve, and you guys have just played one of the middle scenarios. Yay! This was a yeah. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.